listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from central Oklahoma, where it feels like the tilt of the earth is closer to the sun, and it is officially summer. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. Yeah, when it's 110, it's summer. I'm Andrew Hoffman from Piedmont, Oklahoma. There you go. There you go. I, we got to 112 here, my friend. Yeah. One, 112 on the on the old car temp, and that wasn't just like it was sitting in the sun. That was, it was like higher than that, and then came down when we started driving. So, yeah, uh, it's one, a 112. It's a dry is, heat though. There's no real humidity. It's like Arizona. You serious? Yeah. It's it, not humid at all. It's not humid right now. It can be really humid. Yeah, though. But, but yeah, right. This 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 current one is kind of a dry heat. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm just so used to it being humid. Just so humid, it like sticks to you when you walk out. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It's, it's pretty dry today. Um, pretty dry, and uh, you know, scared scared the golfers away. Did I, you golf? I I golfed. Uh, I, Dropped the youngest off at her like little summer special ed preschool deal this morning. Went and played about 12 or 13 holes before I had to work at 10. And then dropped our oldest off at vacation Bible school at 6 o'clock tonight. And got 18 holes in by the time I had to pick her up at 8. Holy so. smoke. So you, <laughs> this man has played... Goodness, twenty a lot of a lot of holes. Yeah, I I didn't walk today though. No, took took the cart, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice. Barely anyone out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> people tune into the show to listen to two guys try I, to I, try to dissect the news, the, and they sit back and think to themselves, "Do I want to take advice from a guy who golfs when it's one hundred and twelve? Or a guy who has a fever and rides his bike when it's 100 degrees. Who am I actually listening to here? Well, yeah, it's not an advice podcast. But, I, you know, I, 
I have to resist the mainstream coverage of the heat, which is like everyone is dying because it's too hot. So, well, the, yeah. even even the, the way that, even the way they're framing the news right now, it's like uh, f- temperatures reach record highs in the UK as fires break out. And it's like the the whole framing is like it's made for you to tie the high temperature with the fire. It's like did the fire just start on its own? It's just, <laughs> yeah, like, it just it's so hot in the UK that the you know, grass is catching on fire. Just yeah, that's spontaneous it. Like, combustion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what they're trying to do because they're trying to tie fires to global warming is almost like a and who is they i don't even know who they are but this it does seem like there's a concerted effort to tie fire to global warming and when it was never more evident than when we were outside seattle or in seattle i mean it was they were i mean yeah there was california i mean california was Mm -hmm. was Real bad, and they. You guys had a killer, killer fire like what four years ago. California had, had theirs like them, yeah. three years ago. Twenty twenty, Washington the, was like just strangely they they don't talk about the stuff that they're chemtrailing that is drying out Trees. all the foliage. Yeah, yeah, making it burn mm-hmm. much easier than it used to. You're not going to want to eat the bugs or. Buy the electric car or uh, shelter in place because of uh, climate change if you can't point to something in your day-to-day life that has that and i'll never forget it and i and i have no proof of this it's just a feeling just a thought but i will never forget in 2020 well you know the year that we got hit with this and this and this and this and this and we're finally getting through to get to some sort of form of normalcy even fully masked up in like August, you know, July, August, summer. And the fire started in Seattle and outside yep. Seattle. Yep. And it was like, I was driving to work and I couldn't see very far in front of me. And they were like, you know, all the air quality stuff was like red. And my wife basically had to. So at that point, my daughter had just been born. Um, so she's basically at home with two kids, a bit brand newborn, a newborn, and she has to like batten down the hatches, like never open the door, never open the window, which is tough in Seattle in August because nobody has air, or most people don't have air conditioning because those houses are, you know, built before any house built before the eighties didn't have air conditioning. So now you have, uh, it's just, it's just terrible, man. You're battening yeah, down the, the hatches. The smoke is outside. You can't go outside. Kids can't go outside. The air quality is terrible. I, I mean, I'm I'm on my way to work and I'm taping a. Uh, this actually works, by the way, but you can take a uh, furnace filter and tape it to the back of a fan, and then oh, yeah. use tape to to like seal the rest of it off. And uh, yeah, I turned that filter from white to gray in about yeah. a week. So. Yeah, it does work uh, better than you would think. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, anyway, but on, it was kind of like, oh, I'm never going to do, but it works. Yeah, I felt the same way. No, but I'll never forget uh, driving to work that day when it all kind of first started. And I was just like, are we under attack or are we under attack? Because it was like the this final icing on the cake, which most of the country didn't experience. 
but it felt like they were really going in on the Puget Sound. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like it made you just feel hopeless. It's like we are completely under attack by a, like an like a an outside force, not an alien force, but an outside force. Yeah. I don't know. The fires are the fires are crazy, and they're going to try and equate it with climate change. It's just, you know, if I was to ask you what the hottest month anywhere in the North America is, they're pretty much everybody's going to say this month, right? So it's not all climate change. No. no this is, by the way, the month. This is the month where if you want to get married in Seattle, you need to book, like, this. It's actually this. <laughs> it, no, it's this week. Yeah. If you want to get married this week in Seattle, you need to be like a year or two years out because I, I looked into this too because we we're, you know, obviously I got married up there, but like the most expensive time to book a wedding is like the third week of July, third week moving yeah, into the fourth it, week of July. The Northwest, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be nice and sunny in the summer, yep. especially this time of the summer. So. Yep. Yeah, if you want an outdoor wedding, this is the time of year to do it in the Northwest. Not so much uh, the rest of the country. <laughs> I talked to someone today whose brother lived in uh, lives in Port Orchard up there in Washington, and she said, you know, he's sitting out on his back deck looking at the Puget Sound. And he just got done mowing the lawn. It's you know seventy to seven degrees. It's supposed to get up to eighty two. I was just, I was like laughing. She's like, it just seems so beautiful and wonderful up there. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, Port Orchard is the town next door to Bremerton, and just for a little slice of life, their uh, Christian school lady, uh, they just uh, got sued by the got told by the Supreme Court they had to rehire their uh, football coach. They fired for oh, yeah. praying on the field. So yeah. just a little difference in what's going on there, what's going on here. And I didn't get too much more into it. I was getting the, it's getting the. Uh, big eyes and the not right now comfort <laughs> eyes from my uh from my wife so i didn't go any further into it well what did i i guess we can move on from the weather yeah um, oh yeah the, yeah so i mean we're 20 it, minutes it, in it's time to it was somewhat sports, legitimate this week talk? oh we do well, actually <laughs> yeah it, I gotta work that in later, though. Yeah, no, that's, I get it. That's part of a larger, yeah, larger I thing. I have some stuff for that too. So the uh, last week on the podcast, I mentioned the Northern Lights, the mm. Aurora, mm-hmm. and I heard from our Canadian homesteaders. Well, the, the, you heard about the the magnetic field that opened for eighteen hours or whatever. It was a crack. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're already dismissing stories I brought to the show, Andrew. What the heck? Yeah. It's a, let me guess, the Van Allen belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but, heard uh, the only reason it's even hot in the summer. I, I was trying to goad you with my intro. It's the tilt of the earth towards the sun. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so the the Canadian homesteaders... Yes. Let, me, let me try to get the chain of events here. Okay. So they... They heard us comment on that, and they mm-hmm. they sent a nice email with some killer Northern Lights pictures, some additional ones that they had taken, and uh, some more details on it. They said we don't really have a, a theory, but we thought this video was interesting, and they sent a video from a YouTube channel I had not heard of previously called Christian Observer. Have you heard of that one? Pretty pretty small 
uh, I feel like I have, but no, no, not the YouTube channel. Sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, they sent a video called "Hem of Hem of His Garment," and it's a it's a flat earther take on the Northern Lights, but some really cool footage there. So that was uh, there's an aurora. I forget what country it's in, but that's called "Hem of His Garment" because it looks like the hem of a garment. It's kind of kind of cool and so I was looking around the YouTube channel and uh, the gal that runs the YouTube channel had just done Space a Techno Mystic production which I do recommend and I'm like that sounds like a truth is stranger than fiction subject matter and, and title and so it turns out it's uh, she's very very much inspired by his YouTube channel. So it's interesting. Uh, like on, on her blog, she always posts when he puts out a new video and what have you. So Will is not only making art, he's inspiring like a whole new genre of a filmmaker out there. So nice. But uh, killer clip. I, I, well, anyway, people should go check out the, the video. It's a little, too long to clip but they had but she starts it out with the 1968 uh clip let me pull it up here from the newsbenders okay have you ever heard of that oh yeah, yeah. i listen to them mostly on thursdays after <laughs> we get done with work okay so it was a little like 1968 newsbenders clips <laughs> so uh, 1968, a little half-hour deal, and someone just reposted it last year to archive.org. Sure. And then other people are posting it to YouTube and what have you. So, uh, anyway, I, I won't ruin the punchline, but uh, worth checking out. So, we'll... so that led me to that channel, and she was, and her blog. Let me, I should get her name let me let me find where we get okay and she's been talking about all the recent stuff including CERN and the uh, Georgia Guidestones deal so and her take and the the one um, some other people wrote some stuff that she posted as well let me pull this up so I make sure I give her credit uh, Yvonne uh, Noctigal, I might have said her last name wrong, but a past uh, Canary Cry guest back when they had guests before the no news kidding. talk days. Yeah, wow. so she had a near-death experience, and they interviewed her about that. But um, anyway, neat. Ooh, that actually sounds familiar. Yeah, neat blog, and she's doing some good videos. So check out. Uh, christianobserver.net and some interesting stuff on the guidestones because we, t- we talked about it a little bit um, <laughs> I did not realize that Q is pushing stuff on CERN and the guidestones no, are you well, aware of this? Uh, the, Q is kind of your your beat yeah, I guess it is my beat, but I officially like 
hardcore checked out a while back. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so, so let me a, guess: a, the good guys are are winning. That's yes. why they, that's why they blew up the Georgia Guidestones. Okay, so and then CERN is going to be used to CERN is under the control of the White Hats. Ah, and it's all good now. It's doing good things now. So you don't have to worry about CERN because they're the good guys now, and they're so. I don't think it was from Yvonne. I think it was from someone else, uh, Joachim Bartol. She posted a, a, a blog post from him uh, that claims that the term white hats that Q uses all the time mm-hmm. is that there's a uh, level of, or a one particular order of Freemasons that refer to themselves as the white hats. Ah. Interesting. So it's kind of like a, a joke at the commoner, at the Trump believers that are falling for the the Q stuff, and it's really like, haha, the, the yeah, the Masons are in charge type deal, which I, you know, kind of makes sense. Uh, a couple. Oh, let's see. I don't know where I want to go. Anyway, so there's some good articles on the CERN thing and Georgia Guidestones. People should check them out. We don't necessarily have to go through our take on it. It, it kind of reaffirmed what we had talked about a little bit. So, Don't worry, bud. Patriots in control. <laughs> yeah, not, not exactly the takeaway. And he, he had some, some footage. This was on one of the other... The blogs where she she posted the article from it when they push those things down because this was our, our last episode was right yep. after they pushed them down right yep so you got the heavy equipment out there pushing them down which they seem pretty hard to push down which kind of makes you wonder were they really so dangerous to leave standing up so they push them down until there's two standing very twin towers-esque and they leave it like that for a while and then they knock those two down. Well, uh, of course, I don't think we mentioned it on the show, but we had somebody uh, email in um, who said, hey, maybe not necessarily great news, maybe too obvious to, for what's coming. Right. Uh, it's the bad guys getting rid of the evidence. Well, is- yeah, which is an interesting take, but it, it did seem very, very Masonic, very ritualistic very you know i mean they brought down the twin towers too right it's a yeah i mean but it's, it's all it's all kind of like contrived like steel with concrete around it kind of like the <laughs> uh just like stonehenge you know just a, what what oh sorry yeah. never mind yeah what yeah. human sacrifices or, nearby wait what no, the, I don't know. the northwest stonehenge is the the only one left now Oh, Other that's the, the original. That's, that's the one where that Will and, and I went to. You and Will yeah. and went. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. So, you guys okay. met up, didn't invite me, and went to the Northwest Stone. Actually, you were invited, but you're a lot further away. I, I don't believe I was invited. Yeah, you were. But well, okay. I mean, I, well <laughs> I thought I was a little worried about it. I mean, I thought maybe, am I the dinner? Is that the, <laughs> is that the idea? Are they going to eat me? So there were... We didn't see any uh, sacrifices occurring while we were there, but uh, yeah, it was it's a creepy place, but kind of similar where you know you got a hole in the rock in the perfect spot for the North Star 
which just always there. So the, the what's time. the reference of the North Star or Sirius with the flat earth? Like what? There has to be a reference because the Masons are obsessed with it. And if you think that that's what they think, then what's the, how does it, what, what guide does it give us? Well, it's, it's just the fact that without a fixed earth, the North Star being so reliable in the same place in the sky makes no sense. So that's the main main part of it. Got it. Okay. So it's kind of like a, you shouldn't be, you know, if, if we're hurtling through space, going around the sun, hurtling through space, stars, all, you know, like Elon says, galaxies about to crash into each other, all yeah. very chaotic, floating through. Once Andromeda uh, cr- crashes into us, it's going to be crazy, man. Yes, yeah, spaceship Earth stuff. Well, then why is that star, you know, why can you make a tiny hole in a pillar and have it point right to the star at the same time every year? You know, it's, it doesn't make sense. So, but it does, you know, make sense with other cosmologies hmm. so the the take kind of beyond that with CERN and Georgia Guidestones and this was a theory floated you know before the Guidestones went down there's a, a you know the old post a tweet after the fact and uh, this <laughs> this came just before Georgia Guidestone says I don't know the timing be ready for 34 satanic buildings to be hit by rods of God blown up new military technology that will blow these buildings up I have to get the full list as I can't remember them but some of these uh, the White House here and in Germany the Washington Monument the Vatican the Palace in England and the Georgia Guidestones I will have to get the full list and I will post it so that was some of the like the Q stuff sure where it's like you know the rods of god thing which what a name huh yeah very very sacrilegious and also not possible uh one of the the made-up weapons to keep people afraid there but um along with that is kind of the idea of they bring down the georgia guidestones and they start knocking off world leaders one by one to show they don't need him anymore. And that kind of struck me because, like we talked about last week, it's so insulting to have Biden and Kamala Harris as yeah. <laughs> as the leaders of the country. I mean, it's so obvious that they're destroying it on purpose. Uh, it's so obvious that, you know, Trudeau, uh, you know, the Netherlands destroying their own farmers on purpose and so it's they're going to let the political leaders get taken out one way or the other whether it's like you know Abe getting assassinated or uh, politically taken out with scandals coming out or or you know whatever elections but they will they're not going to leave it in the the puppet hands of the incompetence forever but what's coming on the other side of it is not not a good thing people will be so happy when it's like 
oh, finally, pe- these people know what they're doing. You know, the I was Elon say, will Musk be, of the world. Will it be couched in um, that they know what they're doing? I mean, excuse me, will it be couched as a good thing? Oh, yeah, it'll be presented as a good thing. And it's like, you know, it goes right in line with what Chris White talks about with the kind of the false antichrist deal where you've got, you know, the the real antichrist saves you from the false antichrist, right? So they, and, it, and you have this 10 king system, which will not necessarily replace this current time. Uh, it could, but it's kind of that cycle of like, look how bad it is. Everybody wants someone to save them, whether it be Trump or, uh, you know, I don't know, Gavin Newsom or whatever. But it'll be in comparison, it'll, it'll look much more competent, much more intelligent. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. And that's if not Gavin, necessarily a good thing. If No, definitely not. <laughs> and if Gavin Newsom gets in office, it's a all stolen election. Nobody likes yeah. that guy either. No, it's, no one no. likes it. No, that's no. the that's the thing but the it's important to remember that they currently control the elections right i yeah, mean no, this do. is you know there's still crazy I, I, like more and more crazy stuff coming out of arizona day after day it's like they've officially decertified the vote and a couple other things i don't put a lot of hope in this i don't think anything's going to happen right. from it but there's continues to be it's always funny when the people are like there's been no court cases that have proved that there was any voter fraud anywhere. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's not actually true. They, no, maybe they haven't proved it, but you have eyewitness accounts of people like doing things that are illegal that could have swayed the election. And the margins in some of those states are crazy small. Yeah. yeah. As many ballots as you can print between 2 and 6 a.m., you know? Yeah. It's only so many. Do you think they? Do you think somebody? Yes, I think somebody completely panicked at two a.m. Shut it all down. Quit counting yeah. because Should even it. with all the fake votes and all the right. ballot harvesting and everything they did, he was still going to win. He was yep. still going to win. He was still going to win all of it. Yeah, like in a landslide. Yeah, yeah, uh, because you know you're not supposed to do it in the U.S., but in other parts of the world, you can bet on the U.S. presidential election. And it you know, because of all the polls, Biden was a huge favorite because um, the polls had, a, you know, just like the 2016 election, according to the polls, it was going to, you know, 99 percent that the Democrat would win. And then on Election Day, when the results were coming in, it's like, oh, oh, no, you know, yeah. flipped the other way, like yeah. fully. And then they shut it all down and. And rigged it. Yeah, that's... Sorry, I got a... What was that? Looks like a fire truck going by. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's the... uh, That's been my theory on the 2016 election. She never claimed... You know, Hillary never claimed voter fraud or he hacked the election or anything like that. All she ever said was Russia, Russia, Russia. But she didn't want anybody to look at the votes either because I personally think... They had done the same thing in that election yeah, and swung at her. Enough of it. <laughs> it's just that everyone in underest everyone in charge of that election fraud swing underestimated just how much everyone hates Hillary Clinton. Right. 
and went for Donald Trump. And I think that he was going to do it again. So they figured, okay, so with this margin of victory, this is something we have to do. And everybody was so sick of the way things were headed after 2020 that, or after, yeah, after, during 2020, they uh, decided to vote for him. I mean, I feel like everybody voted for him. I'm serious. I've, I've, you've seen that, that thing out of Germany, supposedly that speaking of Q, but there's like uh, some like picture of the map and like, this is how it actually went down. And essentially it's New York, California, Washington, Oregon, all blue. And like the whole rest of the country red. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it really looked like or something. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious, you know, midterms will be bad enough, but then it'll be full bore for the next selection circus there. But it's already happening in other countries now. And, you know, we, we talked about how Boris changed, like, the post-COVID uh, yeah, Boris yeah, Johnson. For sure. But there's, they're taking him out anyway. And uh, Natalie Winters and Raheem Kassam put out an article on the guy that they're trying to get to replace him. Mm-hmm. You want to hear some of that? Sure. So this is kind of, if we take this thesis of, we kind of had, a, we've got all these losers all over the place. So they, they need slicker frontmen for the agenda, but the agenda is still going to march forward. So uh, would be well, British well, Prime Minister Rishi. Anybody to do with the, with the, with the kick queen, right? Yeah. So that means Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, Yacinda. Well, uh, uh, Trudeau and Yacinda both have some World Economic Forum ties as well. Yep. So. And then Dan, what's this guy's name down there? And uh, oh, that's not the prime Australia. Minister. Yeah, it's not the prime minister though. Is that just the New uh, South Wales guy? Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, then Macron. Who else is expendable? Oh, they're all expendable. Yeah. But they're going to turn them over. Uh, <laughs> we don't want more competent people trying to destroy the world, though. Like, the we're better off with less competent people trying <laughs> to destroy the world. I agree. But anyway. I agree. Uh, I do find it interesting while all these guys are getting kicked out, World Economic Forum or not. Good old... President of Syria remains to be Bashar al-Assad. Yeah. <laughs> the entire world is trying to get him out of office back in the Obama administration. He outlived them all. Even yep. even Obama's third term. Yeah. Former British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, a or finance minister, Rishi Sunak, a front runner to become Britain's next prime minister has family ties to a technology partner of the World Economic Forum that has advocated for a Chinese Communist Party-style economy complete with trackable digital identities and currency. Sunak, who topped the second round of voting by conservative, put that in quotation marks, members of parliament in the Tory leadership race on July 15th, following Boris Johnson's resignation, is widely considered the neoliberal or globalist candidate. The father of Sunak's wife, uh, Akshata Murthy is the founder of Infosys. We've talked about Infosys before. An Indian information technology company that provides services to a host of Fortune 500 companies 
and banks. And a little aside, Infosys, I believe, has 9-11 ties. I believe that's where we talked about them, but could be wrong. But that, that name is very familiar. Uh, one of the company's leading services is Finacle, a digital banking platform. Mirtha remains a foreign citizen with non-DOM, i.e. non-UK taxpaying status, despite her husband's work as, Britain, as Britain's most senior finance chief and expectation of becoming prime minister. Infosys is listed as an official partner of the World Economic Forum, which has been accused of seeking to develop the technological infrastructure to implement a global social credit score system. Social, social credit scores have been used by authoritarian regimes to, to deny rights and restrict the movements of individuals who failed to comply with diktats. For the, for the World Economic Forum, social credit priorities would likely focus on left-wing social issues like climate change, diversity, and equity. Uh, far from being a silent partner, Infosys has earned praise from the WEF, being dubbed a global leader in next-generation digital services and consulting goes on and on there so and then it he's also got ties to china it's kind of the double header there uh so i guess we kind of answered our own question on why they needed boris out of there when he was doing everything they wanted to do but maybe not totally sold out to china and the world economic forum so let's get someone that's a hundred percent in hmm Hmm. But uh, interesting. I do have some related news, but it's actually good news. Okay. This comes from Zero Hedge. Uh oh. And its ESG underperformance will be its undoing. Oof. I'm into this. Yeah. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So ESG under and ESG. Uh, environmental, social, and whatever governance, mm-hmm. whatever the yes, environmental, is. social but governance. It, yeah. It's basically your company has to uh, at least pretend to be woke to be ESG compliant, right? And all in on climate change and everything else. All right. Uh, in these previous articles, we primarily focused on the excessive expense ratios charged for funds that are essentially duplicates of low-cost benchmark indexes. To wit, with ESG now the rage, the demand drives product development. However, there is also an understanding of why large asset managers have embraced the strategy so readily. Higher fees. Yes, you too can own an ESG fund that is almost three times as expensive as as the S&P 500 index, all for the sake of feeling good about yourself. And then it shows an example of uh, SUSA, BlackRock iShares USA ESG Select expense ratio 0.25%, and the uh, Spider S&P 500 ETF Trust expense ratio 0.09%. And guess what the top 10 holdings are for the, the BlackRock ESG fund? Apple, American Express, Fang. BlackRock, Facebook, Alphabet, Home Depot, 3M, Microsoft Corporation, NVIDIA, Inc., oh, Nancy Pelosi's deal, and Tesla. Hey, NVIDIA, and she made tons of money on NVIDIA. So did yeah. anybody who followed her this week. Yeah. So uh, fund two, so this is just the 0.09% one. 
Oh, Apple, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, Facebook, Alphabet, uh, Johnson & Johnson, JP Morgan, Microsoft Corporation, NVIDIA, and Tesla. So it's with one or two slight differences, it's the same exact companies. So you just pay more to have them and just say you're, you've got an ESG fund. Switch well, out, all you got to do is switch out 3M for Johnson & Johnson yeah. <laughs> between the first and second. Yeah. So while ESG investing gets promoted as a way for individuals to invest with their principles, such has been a windfall marketing scheme by Wall Street firms. And it's being, the companies are being told, hey, get on board with the ESG thing or people aren't going to invest their money in you, aka BlackRock and Vanguard won't invest in you. And then on the other side, it's, hey, consumers, uh, you know, don't you want to be... You don't want to invest in those nasty oil companies to do this ESG stuff where we invest in oil companies, but we make them promise to do green energy. You know, so the uh, the article goes on. It says in the late '90s, Wall Street moved to limit investing in sin stocks such as gambling, tobacco, etc. Just as it was then, investors initially jumped on board, but when returns failed to outperform the benchmark index, that fad died. The same occurs today as investors who want to be woke are demanding products that make them feel good to purchase. However, just as we have witnessed with the various ARKK ETFs, while you may feel good about owning disruptive companies, that changes quickly when those companies are no longer performing. Okay, it's got some charts there. Such is inherently the issue facing ESG funds. Investors might be willing to pay higher expense ratios as long as they earn higher returns. However, ultimately they will focus on ESG underperformance, which will likely become more prevalent as funds that previously underperformed and lost assets simply rebranded themselves. Epic greenwashing is everywhere. Out of 253 funds that switched to an ESG focus in 2020 in the U.S., 87% of them rebranded by adding words such as sustainable or ESG or green or climate to their names. None changed their stock or bond holdings at that point. (laughs) So it's just, it's a marketing deal. Unsurprisingly, the buzzword of investing scam is gaining more traction. All right, it goes on. So that's, I thought that was good news. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people... Uh, especially on Wall Street, not true believers in the the green agenda, the woke agenda, right? But if it's like, okay, well, if I do this and it makes me more money, I will do it. But if I do this and it makes me less money, I will not do it. Yeah. No, and that's, you know, capitalism might uh, might save us from ESG after all. We'll see. What I'm a little weirded out by this website. What am I missing here? By Zero Hedge? What do you mean? That's not the... the. That's kind the of... It's like... A, that comes from the, the browser. Oh, okay. okay. So are you looking at it in a Brave browser? Yes. Yeah, it's... It kind of like eliminates the paywall and the ads. Got so it. So it's... Okay. Yeah, it's that a makes proxy sense. version of the website, so... Okay. Nope. You're right. And then, then if I just don't use that, then it pops right up. Okay. Cool. I'm just making yeah. sure. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a that's a weird. 
domain. But no, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, and as soon as I clicked over to that, I started getting it. Without that, I started getting the ads. So, yeah. interesting. It's not all... This is going to shock you, as someone who's very familiar with Zero Hedge. Uh, not all good news on Zero Hedge today. <laughs> uh, U.S. home builders abandoned single families in June as they brace for rate shock. So it, it talks about starts and permits being way down for single family homes but mm-hmm. up for uh you know apartment complexes so it's the agenda to push everyone into being a renter and into smaller and smaller spaces marches forward there so. yeah yeah there's i don't know uh there's no telling what's going to happen with this housing market. I don't want to tell people one way or the other. Um, my job actually consists of perpetuating the housing market in a way, but it also it's weird. It's a weird time with it all right now. I got people telling me in one ear that it's going to go, you know, the housing is going to go up. I have people telling me it's going to go down. And to be up fully transparent and honest with everybody, I think both sides make some good points. I, I, right. I just I just don't know what. What they're, what, how this is going to go. <laughs> I just don't know. It's interesting. If you just let the market work, you right. would expect that places where people are moving to, mm-hmm. housing prices would continue to go up. Right. Places where people are moving away from, you would expect the housing prices to go down. That's basically been the opposite of what's happened for the last, ten. I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Except, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, like, w- Seattle's finally has no, like, no growth last year. So they, because they always get so much influx of people that even when a bunch of people leave, it's almost, you know, n- yeah. negates its way out. Um, but, yeah, I don't Yeah, I was I thinking know, of, because there, there was such an extreme shortage in places like San Francisco and Seattle that, yes, it took a while to sort all that out. Yeah. No, but it's. It's it's wild. Like I could see prices continuing to go up to make it impossible for people to buy homes, so they have right. to rent. And I could see the prices kind of crashing because nobody can afford the mortgages with the higher interest rates. So I don't know. It's yeah, I, I, it's weird. It, it almost feels like the housing market is somewhat normalizing right now overall because the prices are beginning to at least plateau or in, in some places even come down. Um, but you know, the next step is. Anybody's guess, mainly everybody's guess on what Jay Powell is going to do next. Right. Yep. So, yeah, it's a it's crazy. Some <laughs> somebody that you and they, I both know and love, uh, kind of a mentor to us, continues to tell me that it's not a good time to buy a house. So, yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, I'm looking at all this other stuff and seeing that uh, some stuff could make some sense. It just, I don't know. If you're if you're basically if the best time to buy a house is if you're when you're ready and if you're ready then it's time to go you should try it but I don't know it maybe not it just I don't want to give people financial advice on the show in any way but it's it's been uh, it's wild to watch you're starting to see so if you open up Zillow and stuff you're starting to see price cuts right especially on lower end houses not on the higher end houses but on lower end houses where you know those interest rate hikes are going to make a huge difference on payment and for people who are just squeezing into those lower those lower end homes you know one two hundred thousand you know right in that range 
those homes, you know, they're dropping because, you know, those people can't afford the higher interest rate. Yep. It makes a big difference. Sure does. Sure does. Anyway, let's get off that since basically all I said for the last five minutes was I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The average car payment's now $700 a month, though, speaking of my former job, so that's cool. Uh, I was not shocked by that at all. I, I kind of, oh. actually, I kind of was. I was, I was mildly Wait. shocked because I kept thinking because I'm, I was giving out people, I was giving people, like insane car payments, like car payments that you, like, people out there. I'm talking about. I've, I've, I've set a piece of paper across from people and said, okay, here's your your car payment. It's like twenty two hundred dollars. Twenty two hundred definitely. And they they're like. And they're like, without even thinking, they're just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. But those people are not who we're talking about. Those are the high, high, high end people who can afford it, who are own a business, who are writing it all off. That that's not who we're talking about, though. Those that that's all hilarious stuff. Like people who buy Range Rovers and own companies and stuff, they just they do whatever. It's not that's the that's the exception. That's not the actual everyday man on the street you know, kind of median income, median uh, payments. Those are the super high-end ones. But I did sell regular cars too, you know, that we have, you know. It's crazy because if you basically you take 10 grand, for every 10 grand that you finance, if you have decent credit, you're looking at about a $100 payment. So you could just add it up that quick. If the average payment's $700 a month, you have some serious problems. Yeah. Serious problems. You got people underwater. Uh, we got cars that are worth more than they should be. We got uh, interest rates going higher. We got we all, we also have no down payment. That's the other thing too. When these people get these super high payments on Range Rovers, like ah, just throw fifty grand down. It's like they it's they're not who we're talking about. We're talking about average everyday Americans, and for some reason, it's just become the norm to make a bunch of payments. Yeah, I, I'm actively looking at used cars right now and what i'm noticing is that if it's a fuel efficient vehicle you know it's expensive way way overpriced yeah and if it's a gas guzzler you can actually you know it's not cheap but it's a it's not as outrageously overpriced as the the fuel efficient ones. Everybody, I mean, gas Amer- prices are killing people. Just- yeah, as I say, everybody in America right now listening to my voice, if you have a need for a truck, <laughs> like an old beater to keep around the house to you know throw dirt into, and you know when you're doing your gardening or stuff around the house or hauling away brush, now's the time. <laughs> you can yeah. get a nice truck for under five grand right now. You know, not when you're going to drive every day. It's not going to be new. And it's not going to have Bluetooth or a sunroof, but just a pickup truck. You you can you can find them. They're out there. Yeah. You want a, a car that gets thirty seven miles per gallon? Supposed to be the cheaper car, no power. Eh, a little bit high. A little bit yeah, high. A lot high. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about that off air though. I'll, I'll help you look. Yeah, maybe I need a truck. There we go. Oh no no for truck. sure not for sure not. <laughs> you got to get a fuel efficient one. That's a four cylinder turbo that gets like three more miles per gallon. Yeah. You realize so, that's what all the, the Ford trucks are now, the most popular car on the road. They're almost all EcoBoost four-cylinder turbos. Hmm. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been like that for a while. They have a, they have a strong engine, but it's uh, doesn't. It's like once you go that small, the fuel mileage, I feel like, is negligible, the, the benefit you get. But 
Yeah, it is what it is. I'm keeping us off track. Let's let's go to the next thing. So, Robert Malone, who I I have not been following his Substack that closely, but he actually talked about the ESG stuff today too. Hmm. Had some good things to say, so that'll be in the show notes. Uh, but we can we can move off the ESG thing. But uh, and get into your favorite topic. Oh, we we could, but uh, one last thing. Uh, he mentioned Sri Lanka, which, you know, interesting because they had the 98.1 ESG rating and they did it by not allowing people to use fertilizer. Killing now, the poors. Oh, sorry. What? And now you've got, you know, everybody, you've got the president and the other leaders fleeing the country and a kind of popular uprising there. So this, kind of the same thing happening in the Netherlands. So this, you know, there's, there's some cracks in the ESG thing. I don't think everything's going super smoothly in this kind of ESG takeover of, of everything. So. Hmm. But, uh, okay, this is a tough transition. All right. Hold on, before you... Tr- tr- Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, I've tried to talk about it a couple times. You have no interest, but that's, that's okay. Most people probably don't either. But there is a thing happening in the world of professional golf right now. Oh. That is, that people are freaking out about in the little bubble of people that care about golf. So the PGA Tour has has been like the main. Like if if you're really good, doesn't matter what part of the world you're from, if you are one of the best players in the world, your goal is to play on the PGA Tour, right? right. To make it play in those tournaments, the most money, it's the most, uh, you know, the highest status. They wrote the rule book for how people play golf. No, that is the USGA. Oh, well, so is what I know. But they, uh, yeah, the PGA usually uses USGA rules. Anyway, so the PGA Tour is the the big deal. And the sponsors, this is Saturday and Sunday afternoon television on like CBS and NBC. So can you just guess who the sponsors are? Mm, Pfizer? (laughs) Yes. It's big pharma ad after big pharma ad. Audi, uh, car companies. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Rolex, big, big multinational corporations. Yes, Rolex actually sponsors the the big events on the European tour. That's now called the DP World Tour. But what's the uh, other one? It's not Breitling, not Breitling, Tissot or whatever the other watch company is. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> so this is nailed it. Yeah, you're you're right on that. And the demo of people that watch golf consists of kind of older people who are watching to see their favorite player type deal, and kind of younger people who are watching because they're playing fantasy sports or betting on it or what have you. So there's. But the TV networks haven't really figured out that other group of people. So 
everything's catered to the people that they could sell ads for, which is why you get big pharma and car companies and what have you. Boomers. Yeah, and, you know, golf vacation. If you can afford to take a golf vacation or buy golf clubs, you know, it's it's a market of people that can spend some money. So, uh, the Saudis started this fund and they have been pouring money into various things. They're basically trying to diversify so they're not 100% rel- reliant on oil. Uh, so they've bought a lot of Formula One racing. And now what they're doing is they're starting a rival golf tour to the PGA Tour. Right. Called Live. And so the the first event was in London. Second event was in Portland, actually. Uh, Pumpkin Ridge, of course, I'd played before. But um, so they are paying, uh, for example, Dustin Johnson. Kind of like a little bit over the hill, but still pretty good player on the PGA Tour. Uh, he's won the Masters and a couple other big tournaments. They said, okay, what what's your career earnings? You know, what have you made in your whole 20-year professional golf career? We'll double that. Come play for us. <laughs> so at so first, they're paying him... They're they're paying him a guaranteed. I think it was uh, there were kind of conflicting reports, but some people were saying a hundred million, some people were saying like one hundred seventy five million. So they they offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars. They said, "Come play for live, play a few tournaments, guarantee you a billion dollars." He didn't take it. Wow, uh, and basically. You know, whether out of loyalty to the PGA Tour or... Nike. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, well, that's... There There have been some other players where um, Harold Varna the third, who's kind of a, a lower-level player, but he's one of the very few, actually probably the only besides Tiger, African-Americans on the PGA Tour. Live off made him an offer. He was going to take it, and he got a call from Michael Jordan saying, no, you're not. So, uh, so anyway, lots of drama and guess who else besides the Saudis is involved in this live tour thing? Uh, Who who would trigger people more than anyone else? Even more than, uh, the people that killed Khashoggi. Russia. (laughs) No, worse than Russia. Worse, worse than Putin. Who is worse than Putin? To Iran? the to the American media, mainstream media. Who is worse than Putin? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. All right. So this comes from <laughs> CNN politics. I nailed it. You nailed it. Trump is in on this thing. The real reason Donald Trump is on board with Live Golf. Oh my okay. gosh. So. Uh, Donald Trump is not one to quibble about ethics when money is on the line. In business, he has always lived by a simple principle. All that matters is winning, and winning is judged by who has the most money. Which brings me to Monday in a post from Trump on his true social site. 
all of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year, Trump wrote. If you don't take the money now, you'll get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. All right, end of the Trump <laughs> true social quote. Sorry, I didn't do an impression there, but uh, all right. So back to the CNN article here. Let's take a quick step back. Live Golf, a brand new rival to the PGA Tour, receives money from a Saudi-backed sovereign wealth fund and is paying high-profile golfers exorbitant sums to pl- sums to play in its events. So far, it has recruited a handful of big names, most notably Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. Golf legend Greg Norman has been leading the Live efforts. It's caused an outcry among human rights advocates who note that the Saudi regime has a history of repressive behavior and has been linked by the U.S. intelligence community to the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018 in Istanbul. Mickelson acknowledged that the Saudis are scary mother effers in an interview for an article on his life, but added, This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. The Tour likes to pretend it's democracy, but it's really a dictatorship. They divide and conquer. Trump, of course, has selfish motives for promoting the Live Golf. The Live Live Tour. His golf courses are uh, scheduled to host not one, but two Live events this year. A tournament at his Bedminster, New Jersey course later this month, and the final event of the Live season at his Doral, Florida course in October. His involvement with Liv is about revenge, too. Trump's Bedminster course was supposed to host the 2022 PGA Championship, a major sign that Trump, always desperate for the approval of the golfing elites, had finally made it. But in the wake of the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, the PGA voted to strip Bedminster of the tournament, eventually moving it to Southern Hills in Oklahoma. Speaking to Golf Digest earlier this year, Trump expressed shock that that the tournament was taken from him before touting the role he would play with the Live Tour. I made a deal with them, Trump said of the Live executives. They're very good people. They're very fine people. Greg Norman is such a troll quote from Trump. They're very good people. They're very fine people. Uh, All right, back to it. This is still Trump talking. Greg Norman's been a total gentleman, you know, and he's wanted to to do this for years, and now he has the right backers because, you know, the Saudi money is unlimited. They can do the job right. I think when you put up first place money for $6 million or $7 million, I think a lot of people are going to be showing up, to be honest with you. Nowhere did Trump mention the murder of Khashoggi or the protests from the families of 9-11 victims that he and others who participate in live events are effectively sports-washing Saudi Arabia in exchange for massive financial windfalls. While the Saudi government has not been directly linked to the 9-11 attacks, 15 of the 19 men who hijacked planes that day were Saudi nationals. The Saudi government has de- denied any involvement. Trump has never let ethics get in the way of a good business deal, and if he's able to punish his enemies along the way, all the better. That's why it makes perfect sense that Trump has sided with Live Golf. He can make money, get attention, and hurt the PGA Tour along the way. That's the trifecta in Trump's world. Ethical concerns be damned. All right. So thank you, CNN. Um, at the Portland event, they were chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> In Portland, mind you. This is Wow. So this is, you know, supposedly the most liberal spot in the country at a golf event. And that was the, the chant. 
Uh, Not so, a lot of progressives into the golf scene. I'm noticing. Well, this there there are a few, and they're mainly seem to be in media. Yeah, <laughs> so in the this, northwest. They're in the Northwest well, or literally on television. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, it's kind of a microcosm. I think it explains a little bit why they, why it was suddenly okay to talk about the Saudi government's role in 9-11. Oh, because so of is, Liv? Well, I think it's, it's all part of this kind of ongoing battle. Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the the ESG woke effect on the PGA Tour because newsflash, uh, I don't know, ninety five percent of the PGA Tour players very conservative. Right. Like it's just it's you know kind of like the country club thing and just the part of the country that most players come from. Just a lot of conservatives and a lot of people who don't like taxes. Yeah, it's a country club here in the neighborhood. Uh, I, I find that there's a not a lot of not a lot of liberals in this neighborhood. Yeah. So the the PGA Tour caving to the January sixth was the worst thing ever. You can't let tr- a Trump golf course host an event. And this was they had already taken away a um, one of the next to the major next to the four majors. They're they tried to make uh, world golf events like the next biggest events. And one of those was at uh, Doral, which is Trump's deal, right? Mm-hmm. So they took that away from him and moved it to Mexico. That's a much less prestigious event now, but anyway, fine, whatever. Uh, and then they took away the PGA Championship away from Trump. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know, I kind of get why he's... If he wants in the game, he's it's clear the PGA Tour is not going to work with them. So, if he wants back in the game, he's going to work with Liv. Um, it's a <laughs> much, so I, much I believe this will be a, a political issue when Trump runs for president in 2024. Oh yeah, they'll say he's and he's in Saudi Arabia's pocket or whatever. Uh, did you see the difference between the Biden arrival? And the Trump arrival to Saudi Arabia. Well, and I was going to bring that up because Biden goes over there and does like the weird fist bump thing Mm -hmm. and kind of the, yeah, it's, I'm not sure what the, the overall arrival difference is. What was that? Oh, the arrival difference? Well, there was like a party for Trump. He walks in, and then there's people like playing music. There's a huge crowd. Everybody's roaring. He's walking with the prince. You know, he's waving. And Biden gets out. There's no one there, and he does some sort of weird fist bump thing, which, you know, I'll bore people. I'm sure our, our listeners are all educated on this sort of thing. But I was uh, I was in the Navy, and they I had to they, we would get off the boat in Bahrain or uh, Abu Dhabi or United Arab Emirates different spots over there and they like drilled it into our heads like hey no fist bumps no high fives you shake a person's hand with your right hand that's it no thumbs up thumbs up means kind of the middle finger i think over there but my point in saying this is i also had a good friend of mine who was my barber uh, up in seattle 
uh, who would uh, cut my son's hair. I personally don't have any hair, except some a little bit of beard hair. But uh, he, even he, who was, I think I talked about him on the show before. He was, he was actually in prison. He's an Iraqi, and he was in prison in uh, Saudi Arabia. Or no, he was imprisoned in Iraq by Saddam Hussein before the first Persian Gulf War. Oh, okay. And then he escaped. But anyway, point of the story: when my son wanted to fist bump him or even shake his left hand, he wouldn't allow it. And it wasn't like a rude thing; it was just show him, like, no, no, this is how you do it. But it's like yeah. totally ingrained in the culture: you have to do it that way. <laughs> and so for Biden to show up and like fist bump, it's kind of I don't, I don't know. It's it's almost like they're just like trying to make this dude look ridiculous in every possible way. You need to make eye contact, yes. make eye contact, reach out with your right hand and shake. Supposedly, left hand is disrespectful. Anything but a handshake is disrespectful. And you know, we can't even it's, let a we can't even let a four year old kid get away with that because that's not how it's done. You know, so why is the president showing up like a doofus? Lower the price yeah. of gas, please. <laughs> And if you're if you're afraid of the bad PR for going and shaking his hand, don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a phone call. Yeah. You know, this is like the one day trip to the Middle East, it's like they're trying to wear the poor guy out. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it is. It's like oh look at what a buffoon he is. Oh, isn't he terrible? And it's it's part of a big club and they don't say boo about it but but meanwhile wasn't it him and abe or i can't remember who it was but but trump dumps the fish food in (laughs) he just dumps the whole thing and everybody's like oh my gosh you're supposed to feed him just part of it you can't just dump the whole thing (laughs) oh i counted the stuff that they came up with to get mad at trump now they just like blindly look the other way while this moron does everything wrong just, well, yeah, just, the, the the fist bump was a big deal, though, and the, it was a big deal when Obama bowed, which you know is yeah, it's American culture. Yes, yes, you shake hands, but you don't bow to royalty. Hey, <laughs> listen, listen, y'all ain't got these dudes ain't got nothing on the bushes. One of them threw up on the foreign leader. <laughs> And the other one tried to leave a press conference that was becoming contentious and couldn't find a door that would open. I mean, these, these this is this is real faux pas. This is yeah. this is good stuff. <laughs> so don't forget. And then there's the the guy who threw the shoe at, at Junior. I mean, it's just those are yeah. those are real. You know, you, can't, you guys can't hold a candle to the bushes. They've been here. They know that's a that's an American dynasty right there. Yeah. The f- terrible press conferences. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to read my own article. Oh, that'd be weird. Small solutions for the survival economy, but there is a great uh, comment from. Wait, did uh, you? Is this a new Substack that I didn't know about? No, it's the last one. Yeah, the last one. Got it. So I wanted to to read this because uh, we talked about uh, Grayson Mm -hmm. a couple weeks back. So those, and, for those of you who don't know, you can go to revelationsradionews.com and then right over there in the sidebar under the little follow, there's Andrew's Substack. You just click right there and it brings you right into critiquing eugenics, yes. ahoffman.substack.com. Yep. 
and uh, Chris, who has uh, supported us financially and has written him before, very, uh, I think, very long-term supporter of our of Revelations Radio News, uh, had a a great uh, breakdown on Grayzon. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it says good article and podcast as always. This reply isn't directed so much to your call. Uh, call for action or the youtubers as as it is to the youtubers malaise which i'm very familiar with i have first-hand knowledge of grazon as it is the product i've used in the past i've changed practices since and hopefully any residual is gone or washed into the gulf we the grass farmers all too often find ourselves in a weedy situation when we seek advice to solve it the conversation usually goes like this hey my pasture is getting overrun by x what can i do spray it Spray it? Spray it with what? I've got my cows out there. Spray with Grazon. They call it Grazon because your cows can safely graze on it. We are labeled readers to the hilt when it comes to chemicals. We've been self-trained to look for hold-off times, the amount of time we must wait after doing X before we can do Y. For medications, they are called withdrawal periods. For example, um, I milk cows. A very common malady is an infection of the udder. Very common treatment is an infusion of an antibiotic right into the udder. The withdrawal period is 96 hours. Improper administration of a medication or other chemical can be a serious setback to the operation. So we are conditioned to look for those items in labeling. So there I was, uh, peeling back the uh, label of the jug of Grazon in the farm store, looking for the hold-off time. Sure enough, I could basically kick the cows out of the way with the ATV as I sprayed that dreaded weed. Did I believe them? No. Did I use it anyway? Yes, I used. I did the dreaded deed, but let that pasture rest for a very long time, and it and it worked. It worked a little too well. It killed the target weed, as well as every other broadleaf plant, including some very beneficial ones in very short order. That includes red clover, a favorite of the cows and mine. My experience is a bit at odds with the experience of the YouTuber. Um, I replanted clover, and it grew back to its former glory glory the next season really everything good and bad came back to its former glory within a year or two i don't doubt one bit that if i let the cows eat the grass i just sprayed that grazon would be in the manure i also don't doubt that the four-year residual but uh really lack any good in- intel on that data point if it is residual for that long the broadleaf plants sure don't notice do i want it in my food definitely not that's why i've changed practices for starters i've learned to embrace weeds Ironically, the cure for the YouTuber's dead garden bed is, you guessed it, weeds. And a lot of time. God isn't a dummy. Every plant has a purpose. Secondly, and most important, I've learned to make a proper cross fence. Thirdly, and even more important than the most important cross fence, I've trained my sheep to respect the fence. Now I can turn loose a flock of natural-born weed killers that follow the cows in rotation around the farm, each carrying the other's parasite load to a terminal. so to dovetail into your post, this is that is my drip. The YouTuber triggered a memory when she said high tunnel. I purchased soil for several of our garden plots from a place recommended by all my homesteader friends called Missouri Organics. A word of warning to my homesteader friends. The USDA term organic only applies to food, not soil. I'm pretty sure that what I purchased was dredged up silt from an irrigation lake that was filled with former topsoil for a a row crop field sprayed with stuff like Grazon or Roundup or both. The soil looked beautiful and black, but was totally dead soil. If I were big ag, 
growing oats or wheat, I would totally douse the place with grazon because it wouldn't harm a grassy plant. And that would certainly deposit in the lake silt, which is later harvested and sold to a place such as Missouri Organics, where it then ends up in my backyard. I wonder if the YouTuber ended up with something similar. I wish her luck. Crabgrass thrives in mine, but not strawberries or anything vegetative. That is after a whole lot of goat manure and other additions. I do have a great stand of barley in them this year. Hmm. So that's... I thought that was a good first-hand account. It's, uh, yeah, not often we get somebody who actually can speak directly to something we talked about <laughs> on the show, but yeah, you're, you're, we're batting a thousand with the uh, and, and Aurora Borealis and now the Grey Zone. And Chris... Uh, Yet another example of our listeners yes. being smarter than we are. <laughs> so, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's, but uh, which kind of made me think too. Uh, we've talked about how media has made uh, you know dads look stupid for I don't know thirty years. Yeah, like pretty much since Cosby, uh, where it was just you can't be a dad on television unless you're an idiot. Yes. And the reason for that, they've done the same thing with farmers. Like the media portrayal or, media, or um, you know, Hollywood portrayal of farmers is so ridiculously far from the, from the truth there. So, well, they're just, they're from the country, right? It's like, they don't, they don't even, they don't even live near a city. It's like, what? You don't live in Los Angeles? Yeah, you must they don't, be an idiot. They don't even live near a city. I don't even know if, do farmers even know what Whole Foods, the store is? I mean, they may know what actual Whole Foods are, but do they, have they ever been to the store, Whole Foods? I mean, they, they got a piece of grass in their teeth, you know, they got the long, yeah, yeah, the long grass. The, the straw hat, and the straw and the hat, long piece of overalls, grass sticking out of their mouth overalls. and the overalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I feel like they ride a tractor like everywhere, right? Like even on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this some is... of them. I saw a video just this week of some of them spraying manure on politicians. I mean, are they, are they even people? It's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. I meant the politicians. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark me down on the the side of the farmers. That's uh, part of my survival strategy. You know, be on, be friendly with people that can do things, and that and farming is is very high on that list. So, well, speaking of our listeners, are always smarter than us on everything. Let's thank some listeners. We're far into this show. We still have a lot to cover, and we haven't thanked anybody. So, uh, I think it might be time to do that. Let's do it. Let us begin. So anyway, I'll just hit the back button because I was on revelationsradionews.com and I jumped to ahoffman.substack.com. So anyway, uh, we'll go over here. And so if you click on the contact tab at revelationsradionews.com backslash support, then you have a lot of options. You have an option to donate via PayPal. You have an option to donate via the post office box. You have an option to donate via Bitcoin, Monero, XRP, and Litecoin. So anything at all, or you could just buy us a coffee. And all donations over $25 get a free copy of the New World Order Eugenics Wars by yours, by our friend, Andrew John Hoffman, <laughs> Shift. <laughs> it's not by yours truly, that's me. But if you're outside the United States, all donations over $40 will get you a copy of that. Revelations Radio News has become a listener-supported podcast. 
This means listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting good value from the show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. It is based on the value for value model made famous by Adam Curry of the No Agenda podcast. Also used for a really long time by uh, lots of nonprofits and uh, even some churches. So let's uh, let's get into it. And at the top of the list, we have a new donor. His name is... <laughs> Dan, Dan, Danny, Danny from Medford, Oregon. <laughs> Danny Medford, Oregon, with uh, twenty-five dollars. We want to thank you very much, Danny. Yes, thank you, Danny. Thanks for listening to the show. For yeah, <laughs> for single-handedly. No, that's our. How how long after you put the last? episode 281 out until his donation came in it was a little longer than usual because i think i put it out in the middle of the morning so i don't know yeah i don't think he i don't think he knew that it was out so but it was it was pretty it was still pretty quick it was within the day it was within less than two three hours i think still first first on the list yeah absolutely first on the list so uh next up from parts unknown uh god's property media with fifteen dollars why Thank don't you, very you much, grab Sam or whoever you are, God's Property Media? Yes, exactly. Why don't you grab the next two? Um, okay. And the okay. second name should be familiar there. Yep. Uh, Valerie from Poolsbo, Washington. Hopefully I said that right. No, you didn't. Poolsbo. Poolsbo. Okay. Yeah. I've I've been away too long already. I'm already losing my Northwest pronunciations. Oh, we got the crazy Indian names up there. Right? You just well, the key is for the Northwest accident. You just mumble everything. So yeah. that's yeah. Holswell. Okay. Holswell. <laughs> and uh, next we've got Ashley with ten dollars. Thank you, Ashley. Very familiar name there. And uh, Eric with. Fifty dollars is that a PO box donation? It is. It's from that... Pitts, Pittsburgh, PA. That's right. Uh, it is a PO box donation. He donated fifty dollars, and he says, "Dear Tim and Andrew, please accept this small donation. I look forward to your show each week. Thank you, and may God continue to bless you both." One of my college roommates was from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but big, I've never been there. Big Steelers fan, was he? He was more of a baseball guy. He was a Pirates fan. Pirates fan. Makes yeah. sense. But uh, thank you very much, Eric. And yeah, I think if I were living in a city in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh would probably be the one. I used I to think I used to think Philadelphia, but I've been seeing some not so great clips out of Philadelphia yeah. lately. Yeah, I think I'd definitely go the Pittsburgh route. Uh, next, we've got Luke with a PO box donation of five dollars, and that is a recurring donation from Luke. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yep. I don't. You get some interesting dates in there, Tim. Oh, never mind. It's just not scrolled over. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, uh, David, also a P.O. Box donation from Elk River, Minnesota with $100. Thank you very much, David. 
Yeah, we are starting to get those upper upper Midwest people. We got an upper Michigan one recently, and now we're getting Minnesota. So uh, thank you very much, David. And David's came in. He is quick and to the point. Uh, literally just an envelope, and I open it up, and there's a check. That's it. No, no, no correspondence. Just hey, supporting you with a hundred bucks. So thank you, sir. Yes, thank you very much. And then we also did get uh, an anonymous note here. I printed it up. Uh, it's kind of an anonymous email that came through. Um, I'm going to start reading it. If it bores you or you don't want to hear anymore, just let me know. Okay. All right. I was an active duty service member that first encountered... Uh, how some vaccines were manufactured with the use of abortal fetal cell, aborted fetal cells in 2015. In 2015, the military service members required you to provide proof of the varicella and MMR vaccines for individuals that entered the military in the 1990s or earlier. I'm not sure if this was due to the paper copies used by MEPS back then. MEPS is the place you go to when you very first join or if we just completed a checklist that was uh, sufficient at the time. In 2015, proof of vaccines uh, were required. If you couldn't show proof of vaccines, a service men member was made to take the vaccine again. As I searched for my proof, I contacted the CDC and asked if taking the shots again would have an adverse effect. The medical professional told me, it's funny, they, I didn't know they had medical professionals, the CDC. Anyway, uh, I contacted the CDC, the medical professional told me it would be fine and it would probably act like a booster. Of course, I was not confident in the response and did my own research. This is when I came across the use of abortal fetal cell lines in certain vaccines. I was dumbfounded. For over 12 years since my deployment to Iraq and reversion to my faith, I was an active pro-choice advocate. I don't uh, recall the Respect for Human Life community promoting awareness to vaccines and pharmaceuticals use of aborted fetal stem cells. Eventually, I found my shot record in my baby book provided, by, provided proof to the military and avoided more shots. In 2020, Operation Warp Speed was launched and information started coming out on several alternative media sources that have, of the connection to the aborted fetal cell lines and vaccines, specifically the COVID-19 shot. I watched a Catholic biologist, Pamela Acker, during a live interview on LifeSite News, uh, clearing call, uh, call, clearing, calling the use of aborted cell uh, aborted cell lines and vaccines as immoral. I researched the military service branch regulation and found that military branches offer vaccine religious and medical exemptions, according, excuse me, accommodations to service members, excuse me. I inquired about the process with my command surgeon office and completed the requirements to apply for religious accommodation for any vaccines that touched the aborted fetal cell lines. It was eventually approved. Unfortunately, I've been given several shots in the military and always trusted the government had given my best intentions for every one. Yeah, you and me both, my friend. I, I, uh, I concur. I dodged a couple, but I took a lot. <clears throat> That's probably why I'm so ADD at this point. <laughs> anyway, uh, nothing has ever mentioned. Nothing was ever mentioned about the moral objections to these vaccines from the religious community, to my knowledge, either. Fast forward to October 2021, I was told that all medical and religious accommodations that were previously approved had been removed from the medical tracking system. Everyone had to utilize the new process to reapply. 
I'm sure you've read articles and seen media reports of the extremely low success rate of having any type of accommodation approved by the, all those branches. Uh, if you were, anybody out there wants to look, look into this, look into the Navy SEALs. They got completely decimated by, by this because there was a bunch of them who were not interested in it and they were dismissed. Hmm. I had applied for a religious accommodation first. It's, that was my, my own it's little... It's almost like a sabotage operation from yeah, China. From, but. From, yeah, it's almost like exactly that. Yeah. I had applied for a religious accommodation. First, I had to be counseled by the commander. Wow. Uh, by the commander for disobeying a direct order to take the shot. I explained my position, said that I already had a religious accommodation approved to take, and uh, he didn't seem to care. Uh, the next step was to be interviewed by a chaplain to see if a service member had a sincere religious conviction. I conducted the interview with a chaplain and was found to have a sincere religious exemption. Excuse me, uh, conviction. This is when I asked the chaplain if he would stand up and fight us, fight for us, or point out this wrong to violate another person's conscience if he or she has a religious conviction against the immorality. He said, oh, no, 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 this is not my fight. This is between you and the military leadership. I said, this has to do with religious freedom. I think it's your place to speak up. He said no and told me again that he would write a report confirming I had a sincere religious conviction. Funny thing is, when I read the report a few months later, he kept his word, but added that the Pope, bishops, specifically my local bishops, all said it was a moral and I had a moral obligation to take the shot. As you can imagine, I was not surprised. The cards are stacked against all of us, regardless of denomination. I have friends from other denominations, and it's the same thing. Betrayal from pastors, reverends, and the clergy. In March, I was offered the ability to retire due to a military directive for refusing the shot, but had a pending and religious accommodation. I knew this was a losing battle, and quite frankly, I was tired of being treated like a second-class soldier. Which is tough, man, because you don't understand, like, people out there don't understand. I'm, I was in the military, I get it. This dude was, he was there for 20 years, right? If you're, right. Already, if you're already being offered retirement, he's over 20 years there. He's being treated like a second-class soldier. He's a lifer. He's a guy who stays in for a long time. They get a lot of respect from both enlisted people and officers because they stay in. To be that guy who's now treated like a second-class citizen, it's messed up. It's messed up. Yeah. It's messed up to do that to somebody. Uh, I forgot to mention that I was restricted from all travel, military schools, missions, funeral detail, Except I was allowed to go on personal leave. And while on personal leave, I could go anywhere. Scratch my head. Side note, I just <laughs> recently retired, and that is why I need to find employment. <clears throat> wow. For months now, I have wondered why people are silent when it comes to the connection to some vaccines and aborted fetal cell lines. Even the Christian community that advocates for the respect of life literally turns a blind eye to vaccines and the connection to aborted fetal cell lines. Mainline denominations are recommending the shots and some go as far as stating it is a moral obligation for individuals to take the shot. Get some water here. Yeah, thank, thanks, Franklin Graham. <clears throat> right? Yeah. When a few pastors, priests, and bishops in a variety of different domination, denominations stand up against the use of, a beat of, uh, of aborted cell lines connected to the COVID-19 vaccines, they are threatened, discredited, or suspended. Their crime is pointing out the incompatibility of using... Abortive fetal cell lines for good. You cannot commit evil to bring about a greater good. God would never permit this evil. God can bring any good out of the evil that we commit. God would never permit this evil, but God can bring 
good out of the evil we commit. If we do not stand up for the least of us, as Jesus told us, we know the outcome will be grave. Not to mention the pharmaceutical industry will definitely have no justification to ever stop aborted fetal cell lines if people line up and support these shots. Especially when companies make billions of dollars of profit and have record profits since the shot was approved for emergency use authorization. Use. Maybe the ultimate success of the devil in our is our comatose state that we are in, trusting all authority, including our shepherds, without some healthy scrutiny and questioning. I believe the Holy Spirit uses our questions to lead us to the truth. It is our obligation to question things, in my opinion. Finally, I want to thank you both for continuing to do the podcast each week. As a father, as a father of three, I know how difficult it can be to be husband, father, work, pray, run children everywhere, everything that needs to be completed around the house, and finally find time for your own hobby. This podcast is a ministry for you both, and please continue. May God bless you two and your families. Well, that was an awesome note. So. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it should be, even for us, we probably haven't focused enough on it. We did cover some of that stuff about the aborted fetal usage in vaccines not just the covid vaccines but other vaccines too but right yeah you, no it's you, you can't be pro life and pro vaccine yeah yeah no that's uh that's it's wild i i just i can't yeah sorry i i'm i'm more distracted with the the there's the way two, the military treats. Yeah, there's two plots. Like there's yeah. two plots. Well, actually, three with him needing a job now. But there's two plots in that note, and I'm more distracted by the the kind of sabotage from within to make everybody take this thing, which is so clearly causing harm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I sent them to you. Uh, it doesn't really work for the show because the guy's speaking in French. But a former Tour de France winner happened to quit. You know, he's 27 years old competing in the Tour de France and he can't go on because he's experiencing horrible pain and, you know, his heart's messed up. He's, well, let me um, find it hard to breathe. I lack oxygen. I have pain in all my legs, no strength. All the COVID tests are negative. It could be something else. We are many in the group who have the same symptoms, meaning the other cyclists are having the same issue. Interesting. I sent you the one with the the tennis player who Not they the tried to dog. blame it on they tried to blame it on heat. Well no, this is the female tennis player. Oh. They tried to blame it oh, it's hot. That's why she, you know, had to quit and said she she said she felt like she was gonna collapse and she's like, No, I like the heat. She's like, I felt like my heart was Going to explode. You know, I felt like I was gonna collapse and I the clip of Rafael Nadal, which you kind of have to see, um, just slumps down, collapses out of his chair. You know, former number one or number two tennis player in the world. And he was the, the poster child for the, oh, I'll take the vaccine, you know, not like that Djokovic guy. <laughs> and they were, you know, they were taunting Djokovic with Nadal taking the vaccine. How'd that work out for him? Not well. So. It's almost like it's a sludge. It goes in and it moves around the body and builds up and builds up until it causes a problem. And then 
what ends up happening is if you have a really good circulatory system and a super strong heart, it develops faster. Yeah. The well, sludge gets to where it's going faster. It and it this does seem to be the case that if you have if you have low overall body fat, like you're a cyclist or a pro tennis player or something like that, um very low risk for COVID, by the way, for those mm-hmm. groups. Yep. Uh, it's kind of the inverse of obese people being most at risk for COVID. And you've got people that are not obese at all that it seem to be most at risk for severe heart issues with the vaccine. And I, the area around your heart is one of the only areas that, you know, if you're, if you're not carrying a lot of body fat, that's a fatty area. So you get, there's theories about you know whether it's spike protein or anything else i threw something in the show notes uh dr paul merrick talking about using fasting as a way to help your body clear you know he calls it the spike protein whatever you want to call it the contamination from vaccine or being around people who had the vaccine or what have you so i thought that was interesting worth checking out for sure and I, I wanted to go back to and we don't even know if i had covid it could have been walking pneumonia or whatever it is that's happening these days um but one of the things that i think really helped me turn the corner i was doing some fasting not necessarily uh on purpose but like i just when you're when you're sick like that you don't really feel like eating it's right. not eating is not something you want to do i was drinking bone broth trying to get some organic mm. bone broth in there and doing my doing my best with that but um one of the things i that actually helped me turn the corner was i took melatonin every night before bed and and slept really well and then would wake up better each day that i did that so well who's the the niacin's guy's original deal was niacin plus melatonin but yeah no i took i I took niacin throughout too so i was definitely taking Taking a lot of the niacin as well. Um, so, have you? You didn't. You didn't take the vaccine, right? <laughs> didn't accept the vaccine into your life. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Most definitely not. I, I didn't. <laughs> and it looks like our anonymous friend who wrote us that uh, that letter from the military didn't. But perhaps they just weren't. We we just weren't pitched correctly. Oh yeah, that's always a, just hesitant. Yeah, you're hesitant. You need a, you need a vaccine pitch. You ready? Uh, yeah, I got I got a vaccine pitch for you. Let's do oh, this. I'm re- ready to be convinced. All right. Great news! The vaccine is on its way. Oh really? That's right. It's a brand new mRNA vaccine. So mRNA that's never been done before, right? Oh no, it's been done before. It just never made it out of the testing phase because all of the animals kept dying. But uh, but it'll be different this time. How so? Well, we're not going to do the animal testing, so. So you're just going to go straight to testing on humans? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, even so, don't most vaccines take years to develop and decades to test? It's here. The vaccine is here. Uh, already? That's right. It's here and it's 100% effective. No transmission, no infection, and you don't have to wear a mask or stay locked down anymore. Wow, really? Yep, I mean, except for the things about the mask and lockdown, yep. Uh, okay, but it's 100% effective? That's right, 90% effective. And frankly, 85% effectiveness is really incredible. Oh, so it's only like 85% effective? Eh, not quite. It's uh, more like 75%. But hey, 65% still very good. I mean, they said we'd never even get to 50% effectiveness, and we did. 
almost. So 40%, really great achievement. So it's only like 40% effective now? For a bit. A bit? I mean, it wears off, so. Well, after how long? Like four to six. Four to six what? Booster shots a year. Okay, so it really only works like right after you get the shot. Well, not right after, because we don't even consider you vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot, so. Okay, so it takes like a month for the shots to work, but it wears off, and even then it only gives you mild protection, but you have to get boosters that also wear off. You still have to wear a mask, and you can still get COVID, and you still have to stay home, and there are rare but serious side effects, and all of this over a virus that has a survival rate of over 99.5%. Whoa, 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 I never said anything about uh, serious side effects. Uh, are there, though? Uh, certainly none I've ever discussed. Uh, yeah, but have there been reports of serious side effects? No, 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 I mean, it, except for like AIDS or whatever. Did you say AIDS? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, basically you like get AIDS and then there's this heart thing where your heart explodes and sometimes half your face falls asleep forever and uh, almost everybody gets extreme nausea and pain at the site of the injection. Sometimes they just die right there at the injection site, but we're not sure that's caused by the vaccine, so we will not be looking into it. I, I cannot believe that pharmaceutical companies would actually release this to the American people. Oh no, it's totally fine. They're completely indemnified against any wrongdoing, so they'll be fine. Right. Look, a vaccine is literally the only plan I have, so it's happening. It's coming out and everybody's taking it. Even if it's risky, even if you have natural antibodies, even if it doesn't stop transmission, you are taking it. Wait, but you said it did stop transmission. Oh, did I? Oopsie. No, I don't think I'll be getting that shot now. Well, what if I offer you some tasty french fries? No. Hmm, okay, well, what if I throw in a single glazed donut? No. You drive a hard bargain. Well, what if I give you a chance to win one million dollars? I mean, I feel like you're just trying to exploit my desperation at this point. I mean, look, this is about bodily autonomy. Oh, no, that doesn't exist. We, we checked. Checked with who? Uh, well, the experts, obviously. And tell you what, what if I tempt you with not losing your job? Oh, so it's going to be mandatory. Oh, nobody's mandating anything. It's entirely up to you whether you take the shot or whether you lose your job and become a despised pariah unworthy of basic decency or life-saving organ transplants. Yeah, I feel like you're forcing me to get this shot. Nobody is forcing you, just take the jab. I'm not gonna take the vaccine. Just, just take the jab. I feel like I'm being forced here. Take the jab. No, 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 you know what? I don't deserve this. I have a right to my own body. I, maybe I'll go protest. A protest, yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. Say, do you like having a uh, bank account? What? I'm just asking, do you like having access to the money in your bank account? What are you saying? All I'm saying is there's no reason for you to be scared of a little needle. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. It's the only way to stop this pandemic. But you said it doesn't stop transmission. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> God, some people are so stupid. You're not trusting the science hard enough. Look, it's not me telling you to take the jab. It's uh, actually your sister Sarah. What? Yeah, your sister Sarah is requiring a vaccine to go to her wedding. So she works for me now. Oh God, I mean, that, that's like a once in a lifetime event. All right, I guess I'll get the vaccine. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. Where are the children? <laughs> Where are the children? Ugh. Harrison Smith. That's... Had you seen that one yet? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was very good. If you had only heard it on our podcast and haven't seen it, it does work a little better visually. But so For sure. People For should sure. check it out.
Yep, link will be in the show notes as well as that that MP3 clip from that. But uh, yeah, it's just we just. Uh, I think the, I think the best part of the whole thing is uh, I didn't say anything about side effects. He's like, "But are there side effects? There's not not any that I'm mentioning right now. Yeah. But, but are there any side effects?" So he's like, "Well, yeah, there's AIDS. It's some, <laughs> some some people half their face falls asleep like for the rest of their life. You know, it's just you know. Yeah, that was that was a good one." Now, was that the sequel to a different one he did, or is he about to come out with the sequel to that one? I wasn't clear on that. Uh, did you see it on Twitter originally? No. Well, well it got we'll split. send us the link to it on band.video. But. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. I missed that somehow. Um, but yeah, yeah. So on Twitter it was split into two because I think of their time deal or whatever so yeah but anyway uh maybe that'll help convince our uh, newly retired buddy that it's okay to accept the vaccine into your life <laughs> yeah that's what we're all about there but yeah you know it, that is part two apparently it, yeah that's part two he didn't didn't cover the aborted baby issues which is a big deal yeah we should should cover it more all right i'd I actually have some clips okay. that we haven't played. Kind of my fault. Forgot about it. No worries. I've uh, been watching some NASA promos. Oh no! Because you know, nothing worse than you getting running loose with <laughs> running loose with watching NASA live streams. So th- some very impressive material from ah, NASA. So yeah. So they are. Is this uh, the they, the breathtaking shot no from, we talked about no. that last week okay, so we sure. so this is a, a little older but uh, but i had missed it so why don't you play the uh nasa artemis promo clip and just for the it's been going on for several minutes talking about the amazing achievement of having part of this rocket built in every state that's not Oof. a government boondoggle technique or anything there, every congressperson gets a payoff for their home home territory. Uh, and just going on and on about how we're going to go to the moon. But I... Just uh, listen for an interesting little uh, code number in here. Now fully assembled, Artemis 1 stands at 322 feet. Artemis is no longer a series of separate parts and programs. United together, this is the first of Artemis's arrows, capable of ushering in the next chapter of human lunar exploration. Only together, this mighty system represents all that is possible, all that we are capable of when united around a stunning vision with each component playing its part in a grander effort. We the people of NASA and our partners. We the people of the Artemis generation all around this beautiful world will bear witness to what we are capable of. Together, we are going back to the moon. Going back to the moon on a 
Artemis rocket that is how tall, Tim? 321. No, 321 wouldn't be significant. 331. 322. 322. Oh, Skull and off, Bones number off, thrown off in there. Off by a foot there. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's the... Little, there's there's some other stuff in that promo, but I, I didn't want to subject people. But I did I do have one other separate uh, NASA clip. This is the NASA administrator, Bill Nelson, you know, one of the head honchos, just sharing his wisdom on what's going on with the Webb uh, telescope. And I got it. We are now going to be determining things that we don't even know what the questions are that we ought to ask. And so it's one of these great engineering feats, not just for us, but for humanity. Wow. That's... Uh... That's deep right there, man. Profound, yeah. Yeah, can you play just the first part of that again? Oh, of course, yeah. I just... Let's see. Oh, of course, no, I can't. That's weird. It's all right. No, it's good. No, we are going to ask questions we don't even know the answer. We are now going to be determining things that we don't even know what the questions are that we ought to ask. Oof. That is, that is something. Hold on a second. That chart is. that. Chart that sentence. And this was in a highlight package of the. This is from NASA directly. This was a highlight of what went on. So. Wow. Hold on a second. Let me show you something here. Let's see if I can do this. Let me try this again. So. We are now going to be determining things that we don't even know what the questions are that we ought to ask. <laughs> Prices have gone up. Just, yeah. just, it, yeah. Very same, Kamala same, energy. Same, yes. same energy, right? Like same energy. <laughs> no, I absolutely thought of Kamala when I heard that. Thank you. Prices have gone up. Yeah. We are... <laughs> so how how could how could those people ever ever lie to you? Well, um, how about this uh, Artemis, Artemis and oh, the Greek, yeah, the Artemis Greek and the goddess Greek, and Greek the religions and the every, yeah, everything. It's all the goddess of wild animals. Right in front of you, man. The goddess of wild animals, the hunt, vegetation, chastity, and childbirth. Identified by the Romans with Diana, Artemis uh, was the daughter of Zeus and Leto, and the twin sister of Apollo. Among the rural populace, Artemis was the favorite goddess. Her character and function varied greatly from place to place, but apparently. Behind all forms lay the goddess of wild nature, who dance, usually accompanied by nymphs in mountains, forests, and marshes. Artemis embodied the sportsman's ideal, so besides killing game, she also protected it, especially the young. This was the Homeric significance of the title, Mistress of Animals. The Mistress of Animals, Artemis. All right. (laughs) Yeah, and the... Sister, half sister of Apollo. So, Apollo. The, oh, so clever, NASA. Oh, Apollo, yes, uh, yes. Because yeah, they're going yes. back to the moon, but it's 
it's a woman now oh the twin sister the esg yeah yeah so this one identifies as artemis this does it have i mean i've told you and will offline not on the show before that the thing that you guys don't understand when you're looking at it, why is no one you know why aren't they going back to the moon how do they have the power to get there in the first place <laughs> yeah. golden foil golden foil, golden foil. Yeah. You have, if you have golden foil around your lunar rover or lunar lander apollo is just golden foil if you have that and stanley kubrick i mean if you just have that then you should be able to to get to the moon. Thank goodness we're going back six, six, 60 years, seven, 70 years. Like how long ago was this? So, uh, 1969. We're, well, it's like the, never the, because we're not going back to that's the, the Robin Williams flash. Robin Williams meme. What year is it? <laughs> we're going to the moon. Oh man, it's things are gonna get wild when. Uh, when uh, the Andromeda galaxy starts colliding with our galaxy, you know? Yep. yep. So for those of you who don't know Elon. out there, that's what Elon Musk said this week. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. To distract from the fact that he's not buying Twitter there. He's, he's been doing various space things like, Oh, Mars. Yeah. It's not very great now, but it's a great fixer up or whatever. He, it has so much potential. Bro, you just don't get it. Elon's so smart, bro. So smart. So, uh, one of the rabbit trails from, so, Lesson Gwen's email, Christian Observer, her videos, and then she posted stuff from Hugo Talks, and that was a new, another new channel to me. Uh, but he's got some good stuff kind of along our line of thinking. Uh, let's play his clip. I should have played it earlier, but uh, Hugo talks CERN and Trump white hats. Hmm. I am trying to, but it's not letting me load a clip right now. Come on, baby. What's going on? Oh, there it is. Weird. All right. Don't worry. I'll cut this all out in post. <laughs> CERN is that what you said yes Hugo talks CERN got it my son went to CERN on a school trip with the oh, physics class a, sorry this above is the a entrance. comment he's reading like to his YouTube video so it's not his son it's the person he's reading so but got it. anyway my son went to CERN on a school trip with the physics class Above the entrance gate was the number 33. Your comparison to the NASA farce is spot on. It looks like another money laundering and brainwashing scheme with screens complete with 80s style computer graphics. Yes, exactly. This is what I said at the start. Fast forwarding through that live stream today, that's the feeling that was coming across to me. Also, interestingly enough, the QAnon people, the Charlies of this world, yeah, the ones that love to push, also New Age crap. They've been talking about CERN and saying it's a good thing. I mean, there is this video I saw the other day, and it's, it's the biggest pile of absolute fairy tale crap I think I've seen. This video here, Nicholas Veniamin, 
interviewing Alan Fountain. This is absolute QAnon mind control garbage, okay? Where they tell you, without any evidence, without anything to back up what they're saying, where they tell you the white hats are in control of CERN. And it's a good thing now, yeah? And the Galactic Federation and the Falladians are also involved with this. Yeah, the aliens. And Trump is all in with it. It's a 5D chess game. And that is a great thing, CERN. They are going to use CERN to make contact with something from another dimension, they say. And it's going to be aliens, probably. And the light workers on Earth, they're helping out. Don't worry. Trust the plan. It's complete, utter fairy tale nonsense. These people say this stuff without anything to back it up. Nothing, just complete made up waffle. Or you get someone who says, oh, I'm in touch with secret intelligence and this is what they're telling me. Yeah, of course you are. This is utter mind control going on with this. And you can see, when you watch, if you watch that video, if you have to, you can see how possibly using this crazy talk, how they will try and twist other agendas and try to make them seem positive when they're really negative, like say the digital currency or the digital ID. Persuade people to adopt it because it's all part of the plan. You trust Trump, you need to trust the plan. They have it all sorted, don't you have? You, you've got nothing to worry about. The white hats, they need you all to get a digital passport and a tracker. Not to monitor you, but to track the archons that are amongst us, yeah? And we need to know who the good guys and the bad guys are, yeah? Because Trump says so. Well, well, he's not saying it directly. He's telling us through cue drops. You know, these coded messages, yeah? Absolute garbage, right? If you follow this crap, I mean, come on, you've got to snap out of it. Are you a child? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Hugo, not a big fan of the cue. <laughs> it is mind control, man. <laughs> it is. But... Uh... Trust I thought he, I thought he made some some interesting points there. Yeah, I'm waiting for the. Oh yeah, no digital currency is good. The good guys are in charge of it. Guantanamo is good. Yeah. And did you know uh, that there was quantum dots on the ballots? Oh yeah, the that's why because Trump is really still president, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all it was a trap, Steve Pachenik. It's interesting they they did have the decency to kind of lay low for a while but two years now, now pachenik's back all the q stuff is is back it's ramping back up and uh this was this is another clip from the same guy uh different video talking about the canadian internet outage which we talked about a little bit yeah, and we did. We barely talked about that, and we should have, I think, a little more because that is a preview of things to come. That was a test run. That was an information gathering yeah. operation. So, so rather than doing our own report on it, I just let we're just going to play his report. So he's got his some commentary, and then he plays clips from a a Canadian newscast, which is enlightening in and of itself but uh, some interesting points here hello you're listening to hugo talk so a few days ago in canada the internet it it went bye bye for millions of people it, it was such a big deal it was it's now got its own wiki page rogers communications outage this happened on july the 8th which is an interesting date which we'll 
get onto in a moment. This outage affected 12 million users and they still have problems, I believe, four days later. Although the majority were back on, still 12 million users were completely shut out from being online for a good 24 hours. This event, it says here, nearly every facet of life had been disrupted with the outage affecting internet access, cell phone and landline phone connections. Some callers could not reach emergency services via 911 calls, police across Canada said. It shut, up, uh, it shut out banking, hitting the country's cashless payment systems and Air Canada's call centre. Uh, public transport was affected and government access was not available for millions, drawing outrage from customers, etc, etc. Now, the day is an interesting one. As this happened on July the 8th, this is the same date I'm sorry to step on your clip, but I have to mention this. Um, none of that stuff had to happen. Like it's all just part of a plan to put every to completely centralize everything. There's no reason that nine one one should be online. There's right. no reason that everything should be online. Nobody talks about that anymore. We all just talk about, oh, can you believe the internet went down? Yeah, all <laughs> all forms of life have to stop. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But man, the internet should never go down. Yeah, it's like, why yeah, it's is like, it all online? What are yeah. we doing? What why what? Should, why is the why water do your landlines go down when the internet goes down? Why it's, does the inter, you know the water treatment plant need to be online? Why do, can I not talk to government workers because the I can't get online? Why can I not call 911 because they can't get online? I mean, what in the world are we doing? We've been setting ourselves up with this for like two decades. It's it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And now everything's on. You put your you put your light bulb on the on the on the internet now. You could get your light bulb, then you just got to say, "Hey Alexa, turn on my light bulb." And then, "Oh, look, your light bulb will turn on." It's just it's so stupid. Gosh, it's stupid. Anyway, I'm sorry right, to step you, on you your did, clip. I'll go you back. You kind of stepped on the punchline. I did. I'll go back. Like Ten seconds. I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll go back a whole 20 seconds. Here we go. No. It's... Hitting the country's cashless payment systems and Air Canada's call center. Uh, public transport was affected and government access was not available for millions, drawing outrage from customers, etc., etc. Now, the day is an interesting one. As this happened on July the 8th, this is the same date that Cyber Polygon, the World Economic Forum's uh, cybersecurity training meeting exercise, is the same date that that was supposed to take place, but it was later postponed. It's interesting when these things happen because it's only then you realize how people have allowed themselves to become so completely reliant upon the internet. Whilst at the same time, the puppet tyrants and their puppet masters are trying to push people to have everything, their entire way of life, banking, digital IDs, cashless system, every service you can think of, health service, access to money, to buildings, to venues, you name it. Everything is being pushed into the digital realm by these control freaks. This is, this is where they're trying to lead you. And all someone has to do then is pull the plug and boom. Everything you need is gone. It's crazy. Here's a clip. Across the country, a desperate search for a signal. The day thrown into turmoil. I woke up and I thought 
maybe I haven't paid my bills or something like that. My schedule is usually jam-packed. I've got, you know, clients and things all the time. So I'm sure a lot of them need to get a hold of me and can't. So it's kind of a little bit worrisome for sure. Untethered from the online world, people saw it an internet oasis anywhere they could. This library north of Toronto was swarmed by those who usually work from home. So many that they overwhelmed the server. For two years and a half, I never, I never experienced something like this, but there's always the first time. The Rogers network went down early Friday morning. Wireless, cable and internet affecting every corner of Canada. At this pharmacy in Fredericton, work ground to a halt. My ability to uh, process prescriptions, ring people through the cash register, is, uh, answer phones, is completely non-existent at the moment. The ripple effect meant payment systems like Interact were down. A major hit to the bottom line for some. I'm just a little small fry down here, but there's lots of small businesses um, that thrive on tourism, and we have a short window. Police warned Rogers customers could have trouble calling 911. And some hospitals asked staff to come in for on-call shifts. Others redirected patients. For travelers, there were problems with the Arrive Can app, and airline call centers were down. Look at this situation. Apparently, we are all connected, depends on the internet right now. That's really scary. Yeah, that's right, mate. It's really scary. Why? Because you put all your eggs in one basket. It shows you how fragile people's connection is to everything in this digital age. And yet, and yet, this is what the governments, the UN, the World Economic Forum, and the bankers, the money lenders, this is what they are trying to push into or onto everyone or everyone into more and more, making everything, every service digital with the 24-7 surveillance on top, the, the social credit score, the cashless system. It's the digital trap, which I've mentioned countless times. This is what these control freaks are continuously pushing us all into. Are we all going to become slaves to whether or not we're allowed the internet or not? This internet that's caught us in its worldwide web? I mean, now, in a rational, in a rational, normal world, where, say, you had leaders who actually cared about the public, who were benevolent as opposed to malevolent, they would say, oh, we've become too reliant on the internet. We need to have a resolute backup system in place in case the internet gets switched off. So we are not reliant on being connected online all the time. And that backup system needs to be resolute and always there in case something goes wrong, okay? And a backup system across all services and industries for instances like this. But oh no, that's not what you're getting, is it? They are going the complete opposite way. They are trying to eliminate all of those backup systems. Because why? Because they want you totally reliant on the internet. So you are in the digital trap. It's interesting that this happened on that cyber polygon date. Could this be a test run? I don't personally think these control freaks want to turn off the grid. I don't think they want to switch off the internet. They have so many people hooked, addicted to the media and controlled by it. I mean, switching it off for a long period of time may snap people out of the spell. So I don't think that's what they want to do, but I'm sure it could be used as a backup plan for things when they're not going to plan something to do as a last resort. So this could well be a test run to see how people react to it. Whatever it is, it just goes to show how the more self-sufficient you are, the better.
You know, I foresee a time where the internet will not be accessible to certain people and I'm going to estimate I could well be one of them. So if you're like me, you may as well get used to the idea of being switched off so you're mentally prepared for such a situation and you're ready for it and you can plan ahead for such a time. I thought that was a good take. I agreed with just about everything there. So Yeah, sorry, my rant was kind of poorly placed right before. He was leading up to the exact same thing I ranted about. So That's... But, but uh, the Cyber Polygon date is very interesting. Was that the... Uh, was that Cyber Polygon? You know what I'm saying? Like... The Canadian government, very in with the World Economic Forum, did they just decide, like, instead of uh, having this meeting, let's just take down Canada's internet for a while, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah. We and, have... Uh, and I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. Great form. Well, there you go. Half the cabinet of Canada <laughs> plus Trudeau. So get this: Cyber Polygon. Actually, the event did take place on uh, July 9th, twenty twenty-one. No, that was the last. That was last year's. Right. So this year, they would have been on July eighth, but instead of doing it, they just decided to shut Canada's internet off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the the other thing, it, I kind of agree with his. If the government really wanted to look out for you, they'd have a backup system. But what you really need is not necessarily. A whole backup system you just need diverse backups of the internet itself like you don't want rogers communications providing your cell phone your cable internet and you know basically every way that you can access the internet you don't want that because oh. something goes wrong with their system and everything breaks like you you want you want competition, you want multiple ISPs, you want multiple cell phone companies with separate networks, but it's everything's getting more and more consolidated. Um, actually, it's a, I'm not sure about the cable company out here, but back in the Northwest, in Oregon, it was Spectrum, mm -hmm. formerly Charter, and they're pushing the cell phone thing. So it's like, you know, Verizon wants everything. They want home internet and cell phone, and the other companies are going the other way. So, 
if everything well, Comcast. It used to be just Com- the the cable companies were the only ones that broke it up into basically monopolies for each territory. But if the cable company then is also your cell phone provider and <laughs> you know TV, internet, and cell phone, then Health. all of a sudden, you know, that, that's a problem. Health insurance provider. Yeah. <laughs> Comcast, Comcast got the new bundle with health insurance. It's, <laughs> it's weird, though. Ha, have your uh, carbon credits, pay your car for your carbon credits right on your Comcast account. Yeah, we bundle yeah. it with your carbon credits, your social credit score. It's all bundling. You just come in, call in, you can get a bundle. We'll bundle yep. you up. Bundle, bundle, bundle. Bundles are better. Bundle. It's always good to hear Klaus talking about penetrating the cabinet. Just yep. to just to really remember what we're up against here. <laughs> well, you want to hear Alex Jones's one of his latest takes on upcoming events uh yeah i think he's almost done with his work right yeah let's see here Mm -mm -mm. hmm interesting looks like i can already make a prediction just based off this title here 100 percent cut and dry they admit it it's all here the Democrat leadership, and they have the votes in the House and Senate, has introduced a bill to make Joe Biden a dictator or whoever else the president is. And you're like, okay, well, that's bad enough. We covered that Friday. No oversight. The president runs the military for domestic operations. Unbelievably illegal. Violates posse comitatus, you name it. This is what takes over all the third world countries. Ladies and gentlemen. It's any president. They're going to kill Biden or he's going to die in his sleep. They're going to kill him. And they're going to put Gavin Newsom in. That's that's the word under Pelosi's control. And you ignore this at your peril. This is 100%. And I feel a great weight lifted off of me because I knew this was coming and I fought it as hard as I could. And we had a former NFL running back on who running for Congress Herschel talked Walker. about Vince Lombardi and leaving it all on the field. Baby, I've left it all on the field. I've done everything I could to stop this and I feel terrible about it, but you're not going to need Alex Jones to tell you any more about anything. I mean, you already think stuff's bad. They couldn't forcibly inoculate you. They're going to make Joe Biden a dictator. They're going to implode the economy. They're going to do new lockdowns in the fall. And then bigger than Dallas, either right before the midterms or during the general election, they're going to blow his head off or truck bomb his ass and blame yours truly and Trump. Guaranteed. Now, I'm not going to get on an airplane and run to some other country. I pledge to stay here and go down with a ship. But I'm now on a suicide mission. Not that I'm going to be violent. But it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi with Darth Vader at this point. They're going to take us out. But you've got to escape the Millennium Falcon back to base and come back and take out the Death Star. And I'm just telling you that right now, folks. 
You know, listening to that again, that was pretty highly edited. Maybe I shouldn't shouldn't credit that whole thing to Alex Jones till I hear the context, but some pretty wild stuff there. Yeah. Let's unpack it. So I don't know the I I think uh, I've thing, not looked into what he's talking about making Biden a dictator. I I don't know what that is. I don't either. But let's just uh, play a game called "What Is Alex Jones Talking About?" and how would that look? I mean, it makes sense if there is a bill or some sort of thing to give him emergency powers, and then he becomes a dictator. But he doesn't really do anything with it because you know he's Joe Biden, and we got to feed him Adderall every fifteen minutes, or he's not even gonna be able to read the teleprompter repeat the line um so if you do that and then you kill him it doesn't even necessarily be blow his head off kind of like he said die in his sleep then he slides off into man that was you know that that was a weird presidency thank god that's over and then Kamala, or I don't understand how gavin has a road to the white house but okay but the next let's just say the next guy steps in Basically, his thesis is they still have the power, right? Yes. Now the office of the presidency has changed to be a dictator, and now they, the next person has the power. Right. When you're not, which it, it does make a certain amount of, of sense when you're not really worried about it because Biden is Biden, you know, and then, and then this is both parties, they keep accumulating power to the presidency and when trump was in there did he lower the amount of power the president has of course not so that that is kind of an ongoing thing i don't know specifically what he's talking about something about being able to direct the military domestically which Mm -hmm. i'm i don't is that like a covid thing or is that a i don't know what what how there's sneaking that in but yeah I I don't know it sounds a little kind of well not Steve Pachenicky but I think this might be might go in the Alex Jones is wrong jar I hope so anyway but we'll see sure 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 let's see what clips I got left here we gotta wrap it up here soon um Let's take a look. Yeah, I'm all the way down to all the way down to this one. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, much to your chagrin, I played a, a drag queen uh, in their opinion on uh, taking kids to drag shows. One of the more famous drag queens apparently out there. Uh, this week, I have a lesbian for us who is reconsidering the whole early 2010s, 2011, 2012 fight for gay marriage to be legalized. So here it is, the most unpopular opinion I'll ever do. I hope you guys duet and stitch and save or whatever you need to do to this because it's going to get down fast. I would have understood when I was younger that fighting for my rights as a lesbian would mean 
allowing children to drag shows, attaching child molesters to our community, and allowing children to change their sex before they even know what their favorite color is. I would have never done it. Never. Adam Curry's theory, if you know, they they're taking out the the gay men now, and lesbians are on deck. So it really was a slippery slope. All those yeah. people, all those people were right. <laughs> Legalizing gay marriage was a slippery slope because yeah. it opened the door. It basically tossed out societal social norms. And and hey, I'm. You know, to be clear, I don't care if the man and a man decide to get married, whatever. It's, uh, you know, I'm a libertarian at heart. People should be able to do what they can do. But there was something about that that really opened up the floodgates for all the rest of the stuff. You have to do it, though, at the same time as just mass indoctrinating, you know, high school students and college kids, you know, for. 10 15 years on you know right. genders aren't really they're all just societal constructs and the the chemical castration uh, oh castor well it's not just castration but yeah mm-hmm. they're making the frogs gay and we're the frogs yeah but i think zuby yeah, zuby said just recently he's like you know what's weird about the whole gender is a social construct thing is i've yet to see any you know women claiming to be men and come in and dominate the sport you know what i mean because gender is just a social construct so yeah it's weird how no, there's no women coming in just dominating male, male sports didn't zuby like declare himself a woman for a day and break the female power yeah lifting? that was kind of how he got big actually yeah. Yeah. yeah it was one of his one of his early on stunts but he broke the women's uk deadlift record by uh <laughs> identifying as a woman and then doing a deadlift so you gotta gotta watch out for zuby he's always watching yeah it's uh, some buyer's regret this is i don't know it's almost like the stuff that is sin in the bible is not a good idea to encourage in your society so i think it should be you know it's now should you be imprisoning people for homosexuality no it's not a good idea but it shouldn't be legal marriage either right you know, i think because what you're basically saying oh it's the same you know it doesn't matter whether it's what marriage has always been which you know marriage is the gateway to families it's weird too because you, you can go back and find a Joe Biden clip where he's like, "Marriage is between a man and a woman." You know, he yeah, was and Obama. Yeah, he was died died in the wheel Catholic, and then all of a sudden, all thing all bets are off. He's he's all for abortion and transgenders and gay and the gay marriage and all of it. So, yeah, well, you know, weird, weird turn of events. Maybe it was the second time he had the back of his front of his head ripped off, and they went in there and re. We did some work. Yeah. But that's when you look at the 
And it's not all drag queens or all lesbians, but when you're even getting some of them saying, uh, you know what, this went too far. I knew I knew you would say that. That's kind of why I brought this clip, because I remember yeah. last week you were like, when the drag queens <laughs> yeah. are telling you we've gone too far, it might be time to start listening. <laughs> You've definitely gone too far. But it also, then, where is mainstream on these things? And that how is this possibly a legitimate politically winning issue for Democrats? You know, it's same not. thing with abortion. It's not. Like so that's what that's the, what leads the me missing to think part the, of the equation is the elections aren't real. Yeah, that's a hundred percent that's what leads me to believe the elections are gonna be even worse this time around because they they're basically force feeding an agenda which I don't think works. Yeah. They they don't have to they don't have to actually win the election with the propaganda. They just have to have the propaganda be convincing enough that you believe that there was an election and that the results are what they say they are. That's all they have to do. So that's that was the whole deal with the polls of Joe Biden leading when anyone could tell, you know, he clearly wasn't leading. No one was going to his events. No one liked the guy. No one was voting for the guy. He was and calling yet, the lid at like 10 a.m., man. He and would go the, out, the, he would talk to people, and then he would hit the basement and call, call on the lid. No more. And, yeah, and yet the poll numbers were always like, oh, yeah, Biden's winning. Biden's going to win. And it was and you got, you got Trump. the purpose like, of that was to convince people that it could happen. Trump wakes up in Nebraska and does a speech and then, you know, finishes his day in Washington, D.C. with a speech. I mean, he was all over the place. The guy was campaigning like a madman. Yeah. Biden's calling a lid, hitting the basement. Got three masked reporters and nobody else around. It does kind of make you wonder why they didn't... You know, because there's, there's talented politicians that are democrats right like why they didn't it's a demoralization campaign man that's yeah. all i got yeah that's all i got it's, it's a demoralization part, part of it was you were at some level some of us were supposed to have hope. know that they stole the election yes yeah yeah those of us who didn't have who had hope that trump would win and that he could bring some sort of normalcy back to the country post 2020 and then no. and I, I i think we were supposed to make january 6th what they're claiming it was right i think we're supposed to rise up a long time ago i think that's i think this is like a a a chess match where the right (laughs) it's it's like okay come on like you we stole the election you're still not rioting so we're gonna claim you did but here's some drag queen story hours here's some open pushing of pedophilia here's talking about abortion anytime yep. anywhere for any reason yep and we're and they're just gonna keep pushing here's mutilating children someone snaps that they can say like look at that see we've got a you know here's our justification for everything we wanted to do anyway i mentioned this last week but somebody i can't i can't imagine being this evil but that's just because i am i guess the way i am you know christian and you know somebody who's trying to leave a good impact on the world but um there's somebody out there there's been all kinds of data you know collected by uh mk ultra and all those all that 
you know, they did some cre. I'm sure you know. There's a bunch of experiments which we already know about the Milgram experiment and all these different experiments. But you know, what about the ones we don't even know about? What about the ones where they kind of you know gamed out what it would look like if you turned half of a, of a group against the other half by not wearing masks and then turned the group of mask obeyers into people who were willing to get violent. I mean, it just you know what I mean. Like there, they were. Yeah. I think there was some real stuff, and they someone out there and then like i said it's hard to believe people are that evil kind of game this out like how far can we take this along where we tell them everything's fine but you know we set fire to all the food plants around them <laughs> yeah or you know well and and uh we're sending out these vaccines but there's it's physically impossible to make this mrna stuff for all these injections so we're gonna do like two percent that'll are the real ones that'll kill you if you get it and then 98 percent of them will just have you know maybe some uh sore arm well or get some infertility going and and other parts of the agenda that might but the whole time tell them nothing's happening but But the whole time tell them nothing's happening yeah you know you got the story here in the folder and i'll jump on it for you because you haven't hit it yet but uh there's a uptick in demand for child-sized caskets. Yeah, so. it's just and it. it so I guess the whole time that you and I get to sit back and watch the election be stolen, and the people are, you know around us right. and around the world die, the whole time that's all happening, the news comes on and they gaslight us into thinking none of that's happening. Yep. And so and then you and I end up on the same silly podcast. <laughs> Yeah, week yeah, after week, complaining to each other and trying to figure out what in the world's going on and dissect how how our housing prices is still up when we have a crazy death rate happening in the country right now. I mean, there should be available housing. You know, it's just uh, it's, none of it makes sense, man. None of it adds up. It's all demoralization. And that's from Mark Crispin Miller. It's not like he's crazy conspiracy theorist. He's the professor that got booted out for. You know, suggesting that just maybe the messaging from uh, COVID was a perfect example of mass propaganda. So then his student tells on him and he gets fired. I mean, it just, just no. The one thing that bothers me more than anything, and this really is more than anything, is adults who make it late into life and don't possess the ability for introspection. Yeah, look inward. <laughs> if everywhere you go, people are rude, look inward. <laughs> like why? Why is everyone rude? Maybe this is a, maybe if you're reporting the propaganda professor because he said masks <laughs> aren't real. Maybe look inward. Maybe yeah, maybe you fell for the propaganda and you don't like that the professor's turning out. Yeah. Nobody looks inward anymore. They just get mad. Hey, he said this, and we got some bearded feminine looking man at a playground in Seattle trying to tell my son he can't play on the big toy about to throw this dude over the edge what in the world is he talking about I mean it's just look inward if you're telling five-year-olds they can't play on the big toy look inward what's happening to you what's wrong (laughs) with you there's a problem if you're yelling at people because they're not wearing a mask or berating them or filming them in a grocery store because they're not wearing the thing that you think that they should be wearing look inward there's an issue yeah. you got some issues 
If you're on the side of killing babies, you might want to take a second look. If you get really, really mad at the thought um, of not being able to abort babies, and you want to scream in people's faces who look like they're happy and might want to have babies sometime soon, look inward. There could be something else. Just maybe, maybe look upward. Maybe yeah, looking yeah. inwards. <laughs> maybe looking inward is 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 a step what, too what got us here, but yeah. step too far. But I, I believe I know what you're saying with the self awareness. There there is there's like zero the self awareness pro- from anybody anymore. Truly takes over. There's no self awareness. They can't. I, meanwhile, I'm walking. I'm walking around with like mild social anxiety because I'm so aware of all my faults and stuff, and just trying to figure out. Okay, no. Should I say this to this person? Is that going to come off too strong? I'm like constantly worried about people around me and like what, how is how am I being perceived? Meanwhile, these idiots just hit the streets. F you, man, no mask. What? <laughs> Your kid should get off this playground. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, man. You guys, you guys are killing it over here. Let's get Gavin Newsom in for 2024 and. Yeah, masks for everybody. I'm, I'll retell my Gavin Newsom story. Those who Mr. have stayed Bell's with palsy, yeah, those who have stayed with us long enough. I'll I'll retell my Gavin Newsom story. But way back in 2022, when I didn't even know who this dude was, excuse me, in 2020, when I didn't even know who this dude was in March or April, I found, or actually somebody on I think Reddit or somewhere, 4chan, I don't remember, found in his banner the uh, man boy child uh, sex symbol in the banner on his official twitter page and that's a fact i have that photo still but it's a it's a hand but with the finger that curls around a little spiral um it's not connected to anybody it's like in a big crowd and it's right behind him so that is all real that is 100 percent verifiable i still have the photo it was deleted soon after everybody started talking about it but um and then you have uh, Dave Chappelle, who told an off-the-cuff story about seeing Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, uh, and a couple other people all at a at a comedy club uh, one night hanging out. And I was just like, oh, wow. I, was, well, I wonder what else was happening there. So anyway, um, yeah. Sidetracked, but Newsom as president <laughs> is probably the worst case. Actually, no, no, no. That's not true. I, I I'd prefer Newsom to Inslee. I will. <laughs> yeah. If you dig far enough, we really are uh, run by satanic pedophiles. Yeah. So that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's and they're all connected to Epstein. It's all all the people who are in charge. The the, the the Bill Gates and the Klaus Swabs and all the people it's all loose ties to Epstein <laughs> remember that whole that whole Travis Scott thing and it was like oh Travis Scott's uh, uh, concert was satanic and like look at all this evidence and it was like evidence of him like humming over people you know being carried out in bodies all that other stuff all those photos all those videos did nothing for me as far as the proof. Uh, as much as the next day a photograph came out of him and Bill Clinton with their arm around each other laughing. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. That's, yeah. I, mean, I don't even have to see any more video. I'm into this. I get it. Wasn't he dating a... He still is. Yeah. Kardashian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still is. That's a little 
witchcraft family there. It is. It is. It is. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. (laughs) COVID-19 brought to you by... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let me just run through a couple headlines. You got a bunch. Yeah. So the I had a follow-up to the uh, robotic bees story. Okay. Uh, COVID vaccine technology will make varroa mites infertile. Humans will eat honey with mRNA juice causing infertility in mites. What could go wrong? So they've... This is like, oh, we're saving the bees by putting mRNA stuff into the mites that are supposedly damaging the bees let's not worry about the pesticides and uh you know it's kind of like the genetically modified mosquito thing what could go wrong can't be any unintended consequences from that well bill gates was in on that so yeah so uh it comes from igor chudoff's substack and then there's a bloomberg article about it too uh, did you see the explosion at the Hoover Dam today? Well, you texted that to me, so I saw it when you sent it. Don't really have a take on it, but uh, it's getting so bad out there with all of the uh, explosions and sabotage, and you know the. the have you ever driven to... over the Hoover Dam? I have not. It is something to see. Yeah. But... But, uh, it's getting to the point, though, where we literally take everything, like explosions and natural gas plants in Oklahoma. Now we got an exp- <laughs> we got a, a generator or something going down at Hoover Dam, starts a fire, and everybody points at it. This is more of the same. The demoralization campaign. They're trying to they're trying to get us from within. But we, I mean, are they? I, mean, I don't even know at this point. Is it normal for these things to go up yeah, in flames? There's a certain amount, you know. There's got to be some intentionality with a lot of this stuff. And then there's also the fact that when you uh, are destroying a society and you have people that don't know what they're doing, given jobs because, you know, the people whatever, that didn't know diversity what they're doing. reasons. Diversity yeah. reasons or people that didn't know what they were doing didn't want a mandatory injection, so they got yeah. fired. There's, there's some important stuff, you know. Like, you should know... Uh, what temperature generators <laughs> have problems at you know we've heard this with water treatment plants we've heard this with other infrastructure things there's people you know with the email you read the guy that's in the military for 20 years like you you need the people that know what they're doing that have yeah. been doing it for 20 years 30 years like this is <laughs> then they they're supposed to teach the next generation not not get uh, chased out of their job because the next generation complain you know complains to hr that they didn't weren't given a litter box or whatever <laughs> it's, this is yeah it's everything falls apart i don't know what the solution is other than you kind of got to make your own uh the people that want to continue living some sort of parallel survival economy but yeah. uh as far as the big stuff the hoover dam or the internet across canada or it's hard to 
hard to see a scenario whether they intend to bring it down or or not like stuff falls apart eventually so hmm yeah absolutely especially like i said like you said especially when you're firing everybody that doesn't even know <laughs> firing the people that know what they're doing and hiring people that don't you know? yeah yeah as, and related to that i have a i have a clip for us we got uh last one all right the annoyance of you know missing your suitcase or having to stand in a line because what we are actually talking about is it could uh, cost a lot of people uh, their lives because we're talking actually about um, a safe flight which may no longer be the case because what happened was that um, a lot of pilots that um, did not want to get vaccinated had been laid off um, and the ones that did get vaccinated because they had families to feed a mortgage to pay all of these things to take care of may now no longer be fit to fly and that is a problem and uh, to the globalist elites it must be a shocker can you imagine first people are being forced to get a vaccination to only then find out that it might actually be the dumbest thing uh, they ever did Yeesh. I have a weird feeling I played that clip a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I brought that clip, but did you? Yeah, yeah. my fault. No, that's okay. Good it's example. A, Good example of it. An important one. That, that's the uh, Canadian MEP that I, f- I forget her name now, but yeah. Based. Awesome. Yeah. Canadian MEP. <laughs> Amazing. Remember, she was the one I said, well, she gets her name read on the podcast as opposed to just crazy lady. That's from, right. You know. Yeah, I remember that now. So. Well, uh, people should check out We're All Dutch Farmers Now from James Corbett, if you Absolutely. haven't yet. That was a good one. And also, the first story that was sent to you by uh, our friend there... Uh, the global elite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the globalists crossed the Rubicon, the assassination of Shinzo Abe. Uh, yes, that was sent right before the show, and I didn't have a chance to go through it, but um, it's, it's a, a, good, a good breakdown. Good article. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got to close out the, the segment, and then we'll close out the show. So you get ready with your words of wisdom after we uh, hear from Bill. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Well, he's dead, so in general, you always have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so. don't All right, be buddy. A friend, don't be a friend of Epstein and don't be a servant of Satan. How about that? That's your words of wisdom? <laughs> yeah, and yes. And sunshine, not the worst thing in the world. Bro, I am tan. <laughs> I know you've never seen me tan, or for that matter, a redhead tan, but I am pretty tan. Yeah. It's a, uh, it was, it's a visual meme, didn't work for the show, but uh, someone posted how 
weather forecasts used to look as opposed to how they look now yes it used to be like the yeah sunshine like happy symbols right. you know like a happy sunny day and now it's like red like danger you're gonna die because it's hot excessive heat warning yeah my, my son had a swim practice today he has swim practice three times a week it's getting him ready today and i was like because you know it's not an indoor pool by any means i was like you know i'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw my swimsuit on <laughs> so yeah i'm not gonna sit in the chairs beside the pool when it's 112 degrees uh, i'm gonna be in the pool uh, i'll try to stay out of the way i'll you guys do your laps and things but uh i'm gonna be in the pool <laughs> i'm just gonna be sitting there with the clothes on so i wasn't the only parent who was like yeah i'm in i'm in totally in. <laughs> this is happening yeah. No, no reason to sit outside in that heat. Yeah, good day to be, either be in the AC or, or be in some water. So. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Always a good day to be in the sunshine, though. That's one of my favorite parts about moving here is there's sun almost every day. Yeah. That's, uh, same thing as when I lived in Arizona. I'm like, you will not hear me complaining about sunshine. <laughs> no. after living in the northwest most of my life there there's not uh not going to be a lot of complaining about sunny days so agreed agreed well i hope everybody else out there is having a sunny day this is uh middle of july it's time to uh do all them summer plans whatever you got going on i i uh hope you and your family are enjoying it staying safe and whatnot yep and the the farmer's the drought is is tough on the farmers and ranchers, so hopefully, uh, you know, everything looks up on that front so that we can eat this fall. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. It's all, you know, it's weird. If, I feel like if they wanted it to rain, they could just seed some clouds and it would actually rain. <laughs> or maybe not chemtrail when there's supposed to be clouds coming in. Yeah. Stopping. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Point harp the other way when... <laughs> There's clouds coming in, but no, not directly at it and clear the skies out. So we are under attack and it may be from the Chinese. It may be from the servants of Satan, but friends of Epstein, servants of Satan, but guaranteed we're under attack from he who came to seek, kill and destroy the, uh, the evil one. As uh, Peter said, he roams the earth like a lion looking for whom he may devour. So, uh, keep an eye out for that guy and, uh, look to the only one who has whooped his butt in the past and will whoop his butt again in the future. Amen to that. So, all right, everybody enjoy your day and, uh, we'll see if we have a show next week. It'll be a surprise. Keep, uh, keep an eye on your podcast, uh, catcher of choice. If there is a show, that'll be awesome. If not, we're back again in two weeks, Andrew. If, yep, and if there's a show, then I will listen to it because I won't be, I won't have to listen to myself. Oh, so. It's one of the one of the four times he listens to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He'll get a chance to bathe, bask in the glory of the intro. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. 
To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're